0: Hello and welcome to What Will We Watch? The podcast where we revisit our favorite childhood movies for the first time as adults and just reflect on them. My name's Will, and uh, today we are doing our final installment in the Robert Rodriguez trilogy, Spy Kids. Uh, so, everyone, put on your goggles, strap in, because we're shooting into the 3D world of Spy Kids 3D Game Over. Play the trailer. Attention, Attention. the new new Spy Spy Kids Kids movie
1: movie is so exciting,
0: you You have to cover cover your eyes eyes, eyes
1: to see it in 3D. 3D. Hello, Juni. your sister's missing.
2: Juni, what do you know about a new video game called Game Over? I know that just about every kid in the world is gonna sign on and play it. Well, not if we can help it. The game is a trap. I'm taking this to the next level. You experience the rush. Let's find your
3: sister, Junie.
2: You feel the excitement.
1: Carmen's on this level. I will crush you. You have to go through me first, Game Boy. I'm his sister. Let's kick some metal.
0: You live the danger.
2: Mega Race, the fastest, most dangerous race in the game world. Glasses, quick. You get the glasses. Because this time,
0: Ah! you're part of the adventure.
1: Spy Kids 3D, game over.
0: (laughs) All right, we're back. Uh, We're here with uh, just a few of the coolest cats in the neighborhood. Meow. (laughs) Meow. That is the... uh, this is terrific intro of uh, our good friend, filmmaker, and wonderful, thought-provoking film reviewer, Dana Bontempo. Me- meow. Nice. Are you just going to be a cat this Yeah, episode? this whole time I'm just going to speak in meows. Uh, and the other one, to my left, uh, not a dog this episode, please, uh, is the great uh, graphic artist Film reviewer and wonderful guest and friend of the show, Nick Carlin.
2: Hi. <laughs>
0: Dude, your intros are so polite every time. Very it's soft-spoken. so formal.
2: I saw what you're throwing up for me. I got to uh, say, I... Uh, chucked me one?
0: I felt really bad about how I've kind of been lacking intros on this series, and so I, <laughs> I prepared two huge intros but all that I did was just copy and paste great introduction speeches from movies right so i was going to do the knight's tale josser speech for you oh thank you and then i was working on one for you i couldn't find one but i read i i, I read it out to jade and she went no yeah don't do, do, not that. do that
3: don't do that so uh all right is it the one is it he's tall he's funny he makes me lots of money no that's that great. one no, that's no, that's I love that,
2: that one. One's that's a good that one's perfect. Yeah, uh, you, you had that one in your pocket. Yeah, this <laughs> one, line I remember
0: from a night's tale. Mine was gonna be, uh, yeah, I keep it around. <laughs> mine is gonna be, uh, um, my lords, my ladies, and anyone else not sitting on a cushion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a long paragraph. Yeah. Um, hey, no one ever introduces you, it's true. I'm Hey, welcome to what will we watch? I'm the Will in the title. All okay, right. yeah, it's right. pretty good. Um, unless you guys want to try it, <laughs> no. Cool. All right. <laughs> Nick has said that was a bit... two words this entire episode so far. Yes. All right, everyone. Um, so yeah, like we, um, I watched Spy Kids 3D, the uh, final installment in the series, last Not night. Not
2: true the it's final true. of the trilogy i mean the trilogy yeah. yes
0: uh in the same way uh battle for endor is uh is also <laughs> in the uh in the star wars <laughs> series it was not the end of you know what, the trilogy
2: you know what dude? you make a good point um, Yeah. yeah in,
3: in after at return of the jedi uh george lucas had force awakens in his back pocket ready to go ready to get <laughs> a whole other trilogy ready to locked and loaded yeah full of
0: all those great things we saw all those uh genres just the beginning yeah um but yeah I don't know I um the third one is like overall I think it's uh I don't know how I feel about it yet like it's it's still fresh in, in my in in my brain yeah and it's such a different movie than all the other ones yeah completely yeah how how, how
2: are you guys how did you guys find it I 'Cause I have a lot of nostalgia attached to this movie and it hit everything that I was hoping yeah. for. Honestly, for what I was remembering. It's probably the weakest movie of the three, but honestly, maybe my favorite. Just, nice. <laughs> just very it just it just kinda hits the things that I want. Like I know in my head that I'm like the first one's way more solid. Yeah. Way yeah. more solid in just every aspect. But like But this it, one serves you. It just it's just so fucking funny. And it, it it is like my favorite that I'd watch like I watched this time and I wouldn't watch again for years. Yeah. 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 But the first one I could actually like rewatch like every year or so. And totally well, it's have like a good it's, time.
0: It's like it's only running off pure creativity. Like there's barely anything else at work. Yeah. It's just only running off creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Dana, this was your first time. Yes. Entering the world of Game Over. Yeah, that's right. Enter, entering the Toymaker's... Maker's. Uh domain domain his how, kingdom how is it watching it not with any nostalgic value and only so that you can talk about it on a podcast <laughs> honestly uh i i don't
3: i don't really know how i think talking about it over the course of this episode is going to solidify my thoughts and feelings on it uh but after watching i gotta tell you i'm um, extremely disappointed <laughs> 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 this movie's shit <laughs> Yeah. my gut's telling me this movie is trash <laughs> my brain is telling me hold on let's slow down and let's figure this out okay. let's 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 i'm i'm keep the whole movie i kept an open mind because of my love for episodes one and two yeah. of spy kids um my love for my soft spot for robert rodriguez Rod, robert rodriguez is like a is like a shitty cousin he's he's like you keep like i keep going like all right i'll I'll watch Spy Kids too, and then he's like, he's like, hey. and he, he's like, I'll borrow your car, and he puts a dent in it, and I'm like, oh fucking Robert, <laughs> and he's like, I'm sorry, it's I'm creative, and I, you know, I just love movie making, and I'm like, ah, oh, all right, it's like, and he, then the third one, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I gotta watch this now, and then he goes, he, you know, he goes like, hey, I, I fucking, you know, your transmission, I blew it, but uh, but I, I got you some, I, I got you a sixer. <laughs> I got you a sixer of paps, and I'm like, ah, all right. I don't even drink paps. I don't even but, drink, okay, but you know what? You. I love you, buddy. Mm. I can't say no to you, Robert Rodriguez. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, the only thing keeping this, my love for Spy Kids alive is his love for imagination and his respect for children. Yes. And mm-hmm. his respect for, he's just a respectful filmmaker, I think. So, I think that's the only thing keeping me hooked on on these movies but this one was a
2: complete disappointment in
3: as a whole but but specifically i think there's some fun and interesting things in it
2: nothing screams respect like wearing a leather jacket and carrying a acoustic guitar on set you you (laughs) make a good point point.
0: referring to him as a respectful filmmakers i think like the perfect way to sum up what is done really well about these kids movies yeah absolutely is like all the female characters are really strong yeah the dad who like you would normally take the shit out of is like still like an awesome dad yeah, and mm-hmm. also really cool in his own right. Probably cause Antonio Banderas is just fucking a cool, a cool guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he could never be, have the shit taken out of him. Yeah. Um, totally. And then like, and also all the kids are done like, so like sincerely. It's, and it it yeah. is a lot of respect and also respect for the audience. Absolutely. Yeah. The
2: first two have a lot like a, the, the first one, especially and, and second one a decent amount too of just like, oh, I know this is for kids. But they're gonna get it. Yeah. We don't need to have the like at the end of every scene have the summary line of like and this is what happened this scene. Of like we we just watched this all. Like I mean of course those are thrown in once in a while, which I think is a fair for kids movies. For sure. I think if I having said that,
3: I think if I was a kid in two thousand three watching this, if I had watched this as a kid,
0: I'd probably enjoy it i'd probably have a headache but mm. i'd probably enjoy it you know yeah that's that's what's interesting is for me i think i'm between you guys where this movie is like has such huge heights yeah mm-hmm. and i love it at its heights yeah but the major, but it ha it can only get there by being such a shallow movie for sure mm-hmm. um for sure. and then the, the nostalgic value is also like playing into it pretty hard for me you guys have a soft spot for it already so it's... Yeah, I didn't remember much about this movie. Oh, interesting. Um, my kind of memory of this movie was like highly anticipated, even yeah. though it only came out eight months after <laughs> the first one. Yeah, um, I put. I think probably the first movie I saw in 3D. But, yeah. But um, a- again, like the 3D never got me. Like yeah. I think it set up my lifelong disappointment in 3D. And then forward Avatar. Dude, that's... don't badmouth Avatar. I've with never me, seen right? th- Avatar in 3D. And I really like my hope is that they do a re release in theater. Before the second one. Before the second one, and I get to go see it in 3D. Because I hate everything else. And being a glasses wearer, hey, (laughs) oh, even worse. Well, I got news for you. A little bit off topic. They have prescription 3D glasses. No, 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 no. Avatar
3: 2 is supposed to be glassesless 3D. What do you get? A contact lens or something? No. no, It's a play. No, yeah, it is <laughs> Sam Worthington in full blue makeup. Zoe Saldana, full blue makeup, and it's a play. Oh, we need to cancel that. Fuck. We can't
2: have blue face. <laughs> yeah. We can yeah, no, shut that down The so Na'vi quick. are going to get it.
0: the The Na'vi will, it is disrespectful. Okay. Na'vi actors need their time.
3: Uh, yeah, more representation for the Na'vi.
0: Yeah. Um. Oh, man, do you think the Na'vi have theaters? or is have it just some sort of art in, in the
2: junk in the jungles yeah, yeah. in the jungles in pandora to the... <laughs> of
3: the floating cities of pandora i think they
0: for sure have their own art form i would love to know what they it probably is. plug into something that i, th- I feel like that's what it into is something um what are your guys's nick guess, y- y- dana you are without a memory of this movie <laughs> uh nick what what was your kind of memory?
2: I know Dana, you have no memory, exactly. so <laughs> Dana, ask. you have you have long term. Sh- <laughs> you have the plots of each memory lost to you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, um, th- this movie, was, I I really enjoyed it as as a kid. Um, I definitely saw it in theater, and then uh, also had it on DVD. And in the DVD, it came with four sweet uh, <laughs> what are they called? The blue and red 3D glasses. Hell yeah! Um, and I I don't say like I watch this movie a lot, like it it didn't really compare to some of my other favorites growing up but it was i watched it a good amount and i was pretty excited to watch it again of just like from what i remember as a kid this was just such a ridiculous movie even then so as long as it hit that then i'm happy yeah cuz like honestly when we were chatting about watching this trilogy i just ex- expected all of them to be like this so like the first and second movie were nice surprises. And then for this one, it just hit where I wanted to. So As yeah, yeah. opposed to like you, Dana, of like this buildup of like, oh, I like this one. Oh, I like this one too. Oh, and at least for me, it was like, good, kind of good, expect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly what I signed up yeah, for. Yeah, uh, yeah. So. Meets Uh (laughs) expectation
3: fully meets no Fs. no exceeds no yeah just meets
0: yeah i was pretty um surprised i think one of the big things that i felt as a kid about this movie was how different in tone it was Mm. and i think a great thing that this franchise does is kind of like harry potter it ages with its audience and so this movie is kind of like a um kind of like a more like uh angsty yeah teen movie where mm. like Junie's really disillusioned yeah and I don't know about you guys but I was like really missing the physical humor I was yeah,
3: yeah for sure well because this is the least physical movie
4: yeah mm. this is like
3: completely which we'll get into later but I I feel like this uh virtual this mer- yeah this movie uh is is like Robert Rodriguez's um foray into like complete virtual cinema yeah and it and because of that to its own detriment it becomes less physical and less grounded and less uh like soulful mm-hmm.
0: I I feel like this was like him the, like you're watching a self-serving class yeah where he's like okay like what I'm interested in This is export. this is my time to go to college and learn about it mm-hmm. i totally agree with and that. then until yeah. a battle angel or alita battle <laughs> angel just comes out of the gate out of nowhere well that's one of the things is like the mega race in this yeah mm-hmm. has some super similar like when i was watching i was like this is a lot of a lot of alita coming up
3: this is ready player one
0: okay well i think we should also talk about that uh or speed racer Speed Racer. Speed Racer is one of the best movies I ever really
2: hit. want to watch Speed Racer that one is seems right up my alley I mean, is, it just, is it a childhood movie
0: for you
3: yeah it is and I rewatched it a month ago and it it's it's even better
0: it is I it was not one for me I tried mm-hmm. watching as a kid hated it tried watching it four times each at different periods in, in my life just two years ago, I was the perfect age. And Dude. I, just, I could appreciate everything about it.
3: Wachowski's knocked it out of the park. Oh, yeah. Speed, they were ahead of their time.
2: I'm fucking speed killed to see that montage of, like, Will five times in his life, trying and just remorsefully pressing the power yeah. off. a lot of me <laughs> just, bed. like, glazy-eyed, being
0: like, I don't think I can handle this. <laughs> 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 um,
3: but, yeah, no, the... the, the, the um, I don't know what the the vehicles are called. I forgot the name of the race they do in The Mega uh, Race. In oh. the Mega Race in, in, in Spy Kids. Yes. Yeah. The mega mega race? Yes. Yeah, the Mega Race was um It's like
0: you don't understand the concept of a mega race. <laughs> <laughs> the what the what? They're in ve- I don't know what they're doing. Sorry about yoga. Yeah,
3: the, the mega race is uh um, like uh definitely ahead of its time. I feel like Rodriguez was playing with with elements that um, sort of like informed all race scenes. Um, since mm. like Ready Player One, Speed Racer, um, Bat- Alita, Battle Angel. Um, I mean, I'm just thinking like there's so many race scenes that are fully CG now. Yeah, that uh, that watching this movie that came out in 2003, I'm like, oh, that that uh technique for shooting was uh was probably. Reuse oh, the, that's interesting. Yeah, this shot I've seen like a billion times in trailers for Ready Player One and all that shit. Yeah, right. And like the ramp that just goes upwards uh, into the sky and mm-hmm. then like drops down. It's like a, a straight vertical it, up and down. It's a Hot Wheels ramp. It's a Hot Wheels <laughs> ramp. Pretty much. Uh, even the, hey, the Hot Wheels mo- animated movie that came out in the 2000s. Probably Is that finished. a thing? Oh, yeah. No I idea. was a huge Hot Wheels kid. Dude, you didn't watch the movie? No. Same same idea for the, the design for their, their track. Yeah, uh, I feel like uh, this in, this informed the Spy Kids three mega race informed a lot of what what came
0: after. I
2: think Spy Kids three D walked so Hot Wheels for so that run. <laughs> Absolutely,
3: it did.
0: Um, Absolutely, it did. Yeah, I think I think we like can we? I guess now, I think it's now's a good time. So yeah, this one is such like I want to talk about the connection or maybe like the influence that this had on Ready Player One because like. Ready Player One, the book, is what? not very similar to to Spike's 3D Game Over, hmm. but what, when movie, did the book come out? I think like 2010. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but the movie is like they uh, they added a lot, or, or they like changed a lot of the challenges, and so um and so like the race is is so similar. And it almost comes at, like, almost the same time in the movie, the idea of different keys in Ready Player One going to the different levels yeah. of of uh, Game Over. And then even the ending of all your friends who you made in the virtual space are opposites of who they are in, in the real world. In the, the real world is just mm-hmm. like Ready Player One. Yeah, It's... um yeah it's it's kind of just weird again like i feel like and the idea of like a grand designer
3: exactly yeah. like the the all the elements of ready player one which i heard it's a really good book dude and i heard you that want to borrow it it's right there i would love to borrow it's fantastic. it fantastic um will is pointing behind himself. unless ben picks it up from safeway and puts it on my um, <laughs>
0: yeah there is a i was raving to dana about once what uh, the once upon a time in hollywood novelization and then he got home and i it came was home
3: on. i came home yesterday <laughs>
2: And It was on my desk, and I was like, "Did Will drop this off in the time that I left his house?" <laughs> um, I was so ready for you guys just to move on and not explain that. I, <laughs> I know. Just like I, the, know. So the I realized that we weren't recording. In, the one. most <laughs> inside joke. Uh, um,
3: so yeah, Ready Player. I feel like um, there's so many elements that that Ready Player One used um, or other like prophetic sci-fi. Uh, stories that take place within virtual reality or games or the future of the internet and what second that what that's going to look like for humanity and and the idea of yeah you you have an avatar but then you in real life you're some some you're completely different you're like self some self-conscious you know yeah. pimply mm-hmm. skinny scrawny kid or but you might the, be a really cool guy or you're a really you cool guy to... in the real world but in the game you suck at gaming and you you're you know this you want to be a pipsqueak. dork squeak you're a dork yeah. So, yeah, uh, all those elements are, like, uh, completely invented for this movie. Again, Robert Rodriguez made Spy Kids 3D. Mm-hmm. It walked so that Ready Player One could be. Do you run. think
0: Spielberg watched this?
3: Oh, for sure. Yeah, he had. To. He has kids.
0: He's best buds with George Lucas. He absolutely watched this movie. Mm. Yeah, that's really funny to think at some point in his head he was like. Cause a he lot... ripped off he, well, this movie. If you listen to a lot of the interviews with the screenwriters from Ready, from Ready Player One, He'll be like, Spielberg just, he came to me and he said, we're going to do The Shining with zombies. And then the screenwriters are like, well, there's no zombies in, in the, the Shining. Shining. And then he'll be like, I see it. And <gasps> so I wonder, if he was just like, we're going to do a huge Hot Wheels race. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and each car is going to be, there's going to be no rules. You can take each other out. And then in his mind, he was like, that's an spiked. original idea. Yeah. <laughs> or he was like, Spike. It someone will get this Game on a order. podcast one day. Yeah, no, no one's gonna know.
2: He got plastered one day with George Lucas on <laughs> at the ranch and was watching the and French. George Lucas was just like Want watch Spy Kids? Yeah. I I made this happen. Yeah. yeah. I made this happen. <laughs> I showed him the the digital cameras.
0: The Sony nine F nine hundred.
3: You know what I always wanted to see was is the shining but with zombies.
0: He's like, uh, uh George. You don't say. Maybe don't tell <laughs> anyone that idea. Yeah. Might insult our old friend Stanley. And then he just goes home, just jots it down. John writes it down. <laughs> George, you're a genius.
2: <laughs>
3: You've done it again, my golden goose. <laughs> my goose has laid that golden egg yet again, big boy. Willow's, Willow's going to be huge. <laughs> Stephen keeps George in some weird above ground birdcage.
0: <laughs> All right. <we laughs> okay, anyways. get back to it. Nick, um,. This is kind of your movie. We've kind of each assigned each <laughs> other. Uh, uh, I've assigned you guys uh, no choice in it from you guys. Uh, movies, Nick. The third one was uh, one of yours from your childhood. Can you give us like a quick summary of *Spy Kids 3: D Game Over*?
2: As compared to the other movies, we're starting off with just Junie, um, super edgy, just like kind of like a neo noir kind of opening of like, fuck the system, fuck the man, I'm on my own, baby. And and then he gets pulled in by the OSS uh, and is revealed that Carmen has gone missing um, and that she was assigned to take down this uh, villain called the Toymaker, uh, played by Stallone. And um, it he's stuck in a video game and she was trying to you know, make sure he did, wasn't going to escape because he just released this game called Game Over.
0: And I think the thing is, he's trying to trap, he's trying to take hostage all the kids' minds in the world.
2: Yes, yeah. Uh,
0: when they all log on to the game.
2: Right, that's, yeah, it's like a, a dual motive thing of tr- wanting to escape, but also wanting to conquer everyone's mind. Yeah. Um, and, and then, so then they send in Juni into the game to... Both A, rescue Carmen, and B, just uh, can the game by getting through level 1, 2, 3, 4, and then finally get to 5 where uh, the OSS says they'll be able to let them get out and also kill the game, kill baddie, pieces are stored.
0: Yeah, not a lot of logic. Like, not a lot of, like... What, that wasn't succinct? No. That wasn't clear? No. <laughs> <laughs> just, like... Yeah, your, your summary. Not yours, a lot of... <laughs> well, fuck me, yeah. The movie has it. Yours has <laughs> none of the logic. No, I just like how the OSS can hack into the game. Yeah. They 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 can do it all. Like, they can add mm. new characters in, yeah. the, in the game. They yeah. can
3: import uh, the grandpa's consciousness into the game Without as well. Without 3D glasses. Yeah.
0: And then... And then they're like, but we can't shut it. We can't do anything. We can't shut it. We can't it down. rescue mm-hmm.
3: Carmen and we can't we can't like just terminate the toy makers.
0: Yeah. Like But I motive. think that that was a pretty good way to summarize it. Nice work. Yeah.
3: That was a good summary. Yeah. Go I mean, was just kidding what I said. What'd you say? I said your summary wasn't uh there's was no logic in uh,
2: it. I I missed that actually. So now oh, that you say it. Well again. now that I, I just rem yeah. Oh.
0: Well, I guess this entire podcast is going to be awkward now between you two. I'm going to have to break it. Uh, Dana, <laughs> you're a great guy. Nick, you're a hot guy. Uh, hey, okay, oh, we're good. Nice. Okay, oh, I'll, we live, I'll, live, I'll live with that. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. That's how we do it. That's, that's how, how we do it and here a on little the podcast. kiss on the forehead. Yep. You two are my precious babies. Aww. Um. All right, you guys want to hop into the history of this movie? Let's do it. Okay, so uh, Spike gets to you. Uh, actually. This goes way back. <laughs> Honestly, I was going to start Spike Spy Kids before Spike Kids 2. Spike Kids 1 comes out. Big success. Yeah. Rodriguez goes to make Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Well, on the set for Once Upon a Time in Mexico, video games are coming out. Video games are growing. His kids are all yeah. playing video games. He gets the idea while on set for um, a bunch of kids have to go into a VR video game and shut it down before it traps the minds of every kid who plays it. Yeah. And he gets that idea, um, and he starts developing it as its own solo property. And then after Spy Kids 2, I believe, is in the makings, he realizes, oh, this would actually be a great end for the trilogy. Yeah. And so he realizes with a little bit of rewriting, he can just add in Spy Kids.
2: (laughs) Do you want to know another little bit that made him inspired? Yeah. Swear to God, in one of the behind the scenes, he was chatting about this of seeing um, uh, Grandpa Valentino, who, uh, what's the actor's name again? Ricardo Montalban in a wheelchair. Well, Ricardo his Montalban full is name his full name.
0: On his driver's license, was in a wheelchair. He is
3: on his birth certificate. Wow. So how ironic was it that he ended up in a wheelchair? Yeah.
2: He, um...
0: <laughs> Ricardo the, Montalban. The,
2: the grimacing from he's the one of my He's a great actor. He's, he's such a, a good actor. Yeah. Um, but in the promos for spy kids too he saw a photo of Montebon, you know he actor's actually uh in a wheelchair he is a wheelchair user and looks at it and is like he's he has such like a strong stance and he literally just like draws over it and draws legs onto him like a mech suit yeah and is like I want to. I want that to be in a movie of him being the strong, empowered. Like I love. I want to give and Ricardo just, legs again. Yeah, yeah. It's just so mega an insane, legs. Mega legs. That is thought, and <laughs> it is and an apparently he. He literally said that that also led to the movie. So I think that's so because the, yeah. the grandfather
0: Junie relationship isn't a super obvious one coming out of number two. No. Other than the necklace, the
2: necklace helped a bit. Yeah, and so yeah. I feel
0: like he added in, he peppered in important things in the second one mm-hmm. um, in order to connect it. Because I feel like for he sure. knew number three was a go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I like the idea of him kind of like uh, giving Ricardo Montalban legs for this movie, and then also the choice that he makes at the end of the, of the movie of like. Reinforcing good values to kids, being like, "Hey, he's just as powerful,
2: dude." Yeah, when when they first were kind of like showing, him like, "Look how he's not in a wheelchair. Yeah. He's not a wheelchair guy. That's way better." And it's like, "Whoa, okay." He had early two thousands yeah. movie, and then it does kind of pull it back of like, "Oh well, he's just as powerful with or without like."
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ricardo Montalban, uh You can't cripple ricardo montalban you can't cripple you can't you can't cripple charisma you can't cripple charisma He's such
2: an entity and he does he he, you know
3: he has he he is uh like just a powerful actor and a powerful Mm -hmm. guy and um yeah so like yeah i I know what you mean like when they're when they go onto the moon and uh junie's kind of i don't know what the line is i wrote it down somewhere but he's kind of like uh like, hey, you can't, How are you going to help me? You're like, you are useless. You know, yeah, you're a useless old man in a wheelchair. Yeah. And he's like, oh, Junie, but uh, I'm not. And then he has
0: legs or whatever.
3: And I was like, that's a weird, that was like a weird, mean line to, yeah. to people in <laughs> but, wheelchairs. What I
0: also like is when Junie, we're jumping so far ahead. And you know, I'm a, I'm a lover of structure on this <laughs> podcast. But what I like in the, in that scene is like when he's going through all of his people, he's Mm -hmm. like well grandfather his legs haven't uh worked in in this long that means his uh, like his upper body has this amount of strength and his mind has this amount of strength and so he really is the best choice for this yeah Mm -hmm. he's a strategy guy yeah i like how they were like hey like let's uh these are like this is what actually like makes him the superior person for mm. this mission. Right. I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah, it it's like, it's not that he doesn't have legs, it's that he actually has developed those strengths. Yeah.
3: Mike Judge says uh it says under um Grandpa Valentino it says uh pros strateg- strategic mind um and then it says cons physically disabled and and uh and, and Mike Judge goes, "Well, he's he's physically disabled." And then,, uh, but Juni picks him anyways because the strategic brain and and who his grandpa is, he's like a master spy. so he's like, "Well, I need to have him anyways. Yeah, And then that's when he gets uploaded into the game and grows legs abducted into the game. abducted. abducted. Yeah, is <laughs> Grandpa, honestly, it grandpa
0: Valentino's like... probably just eating breakfast or <laughs> hanging out on the on the can. You know how characters in these movies love to spit out a chunk of something. What if it just came back and he just spits out a mouthful of porridge? Whoop! What? what the what? F- where the fuck am I? <laughs> <laughs> um, so production began uh, soon after completion of the second film. Filming in Austin, uh, shot in a one. One small green screen soundstage. Yeah. And all, the and entire, all pretty much the entire movie. The dream
3: screen. The dream screen is actually what it is. When he called it that, I was like, Rodriguez, you're,
2: you're a confident man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he said that with a bandana and a leather jacket on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of guy that, that would call it a dream screen. You know what I mean?
0: Because yeah. you can do anything on it. Yeah. Because, yeah, I, I feel like this is really him. His George Lucas mode. Yeah, where he's he like I can have control of every single thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the first American theatrical release of a 3D movie from a major studio since 1991's Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare*. And I wonder if Carmen's huge claw it
2: was a reference is a to
0: reference to Freddy Krueger's.
2: Oh, story. yeah, that that was an interesting choice of like why. And it never that. goes away. Yeah,
3: It's there the whole movie. She
0: never uses it. And she it.
3: never uses it unless to point at the screen. Like Freddy Krueger. I'm Kruger. assuming to poke young kids' eyes out in the movie theater.
0: Uh, they, you know what they call that? Freddy Krueger special.
3: The Freddy... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rodriguez goes, All right, for this one, I want you to give us a Freddy Krueger special. Ah. And she knows exactly what that is. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I find it interesting just how kind of 3D this was made in 2003 Mm -hmm. and then kind of 3d dies again uh and then it comes back it's resurrected by james cameron in a way yeah and i find that really interesting how how it kind of comes in waves yeah and Mm -hmm. every come every like couple of years studios are like this new gimmick the
2: technology's here now we can
0: do it ever since like 1950s when it was created yeah
2: it 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 actually even started even a little bit before that like your our standard version of it in 1950 um came out with oh I can't remember the movie now but I think
0: it, I wrote it down I don't have it a- anymore but
2: yeah um it literally like every 10 years it would just come back in some form or another some big movie would get like a decent success and then like 15 shit movies would follow yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> seeing that success it's sort of interesting to see like um like
3: i think we learned at film school uh the ticket sales for movies have been steadily steadily declining since uh gone with the wind like ticket sales gross ticket sales worldwide have, have for theaters have been declining since the 30s wow um but every now and then it's like, uh, yeah, it is like every 10 years or so, Hollywood especially um, sort of finds new ways to get butts in seats. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's Smell Vision or 3D or Anamorphic or Cinerama or 4D, 4D or 4D like things yeah. like rides and stuff, you know, uh, Fast Ultra AVX, yeah. Fast and the Furious, the eight, Furious. 8. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cats and Dogs 2, Revenge of the Kitty Galore. Yeah big tentpole movies that you know they try to you know marvel they try to like get
0: asses in seats that's really fascinating yeah i like uh this is it's just like a thing to why why movies are going down yeah paul schrader like the constant skeptic that he is i love him yeah (laughs) Uh, i just remember a quote of him like movies had a hundred year old deal or a hundred year long deal with audiences now that deals up you're just like, oh man, <laughs> what a, I love him. <laughs> Don't oh,
2: tell me that scum like view. Yeah, Paul <laughs>
3: Schrader is like a doomsday. Like, yeah, everything's going to shit, and there's nothing we can do. About yeah, that's, it. that's been exactly. his view since like 1971.
0: And
2: First Reform is just that. <laughs> um yeah. he doesn't wear a tinfoil hat because he thinks it's ridiculous. He just thinks like, what's the point? What's the yeah. point? He's like, World. I I see where you're coming from. but yeah.
0: We should walk hand in hand. I'm just gonna a, make doggy kind of, dog. Yeah. Um. The first 3D movie that uh, we were both thinking of is called Buona Devil. Buona. In right. uh, 1952. Um. Right. Correct? Mm-hmm. Was yeah. That, what, that's 100. You, what, what you're think thinking of? Yeah.
3: Um. But yeah. Uh. Oh yeah. So what I was gonna say was um. Just on that point of um. Like gimmicks in in in. American cinema. Uh. I feel like. I feel like this is also a, a beta run for. It's interesting to see Robert Rodriguez, uh, James Cameron, and George Lucas all have the same sort of attitude about um, where cinema is going to go mm-hmm. and like um, what we can, where what it's going to sort of evolve into. And I feel like Spike is 3* is sort of the beta run, the beta test for george lucas's prequels and for james cameron's avatar it's like the same mm-hmm. mentality like we couldn't have done this 20 years ago we have to use the technology is here we got to use it we gotta we gotta put butts in seats this is where cinema is gonna go this is the future of cinema george lucas was like digital and he's right digital cinema is gonna be the new film film is mm-hmm. gonna go the way of the dodo digital is where it's gonna be and like visual effects is like what we're gonna use and then james cameron's like 3d shooting with two cameras at the same time 3d mm-hmm. um just like tommy was uh w- just like tommy was
0: yeah yeah this is where sin was gonna be we're gonna shoot on video and film and film <laughs> <laughs> um no that's totally true and yeah. I, th- I think the interesting thing is that they're all way they're all great artists but yeah they're all four more technicians yeah we, uh, yeah like cameron what like loves the special effects he's a tech loves guy that loves the engineering yeah uh and Rodriguez loves the like, the idea of being able to do everything and make it all easier and streamline. Totally,
2: it. he says he he prefers to be referred to as a movie maker than a director because yeah. he says director is just a job, but he likes the yeah and and for and sure and George
0: Lucas loves tinkering with things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, like I guess just from a, like a little information that I know he, he, he's a mechanic, he, he's a mechanic, and that's kind of how he kind of approaches movies. Um. But yeah, that's really, really interesting. Rodriguez, again, on this, has his regular 12 credits. Wow. Um, which I think he went down a few from Spy Kids 2.
3: Maybe because visual effects or something?
0: Probably. Yeah. Uh, but what, what, is, what uh, I was going to go back to you being like, these are almost like a test one. It's true because these are also made on a smaller, more manageable scale. Yeah. yeah. There's a
3: movie that came out, I want to say, in two thousand. One, two thousand two, yeah. called Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Ah, oh,
0: dude. Yeah.
3: Yep. This is sort of jumping ahead. I mean, uh, we
0: should do that movie on this podcast. We should. That was a big childhood movie. With Jude
3: Law and Kate blanchett Yeah, and Angelina. Jolie and Angelina Jolie. Yeah, and Giovanni rabisi as Dex. Yeah. No.
0: Yeah. Dex, okay. Okay. Like a dog.
3: I really like this. I love Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow.
0: Where's his name? Mutt. Mutt. It's Mutter Dex. Oh no, he he calls Dex Good Boy oh that's that a the lot. connection yeah, yeah he's so like a why dog. He, i think he's a dog uh, <laughs>
3: yeah i think i think um this is sort of jumping ahead for the podcast but a criticism i would i would say for spy kids 3 is it lacked like that movie sky captain was done in a similar fashion to spy kids 3 mm. um it's shot in like a small soundstage with completely green screen everything was virtual and uh and everything, but I feel like that one had way more energy mm-hmm. and way more, um, like it was a way more cohesive story mm-hmm. and stuff than, than Spy Kids 3. But it is sort of the same idea. It's like this Spy Kids 3D, uh, sort of, um, made that more acceptable to like, yeah, we're gonna shoot this whole movie and it's gonna be done on a soundstage. Mm-hmm. Whereas before it was like, what? Why would you do that? We just go out and make the movie.
0: Well, kind I. Of- 300 comes like 300 four years after this movie yeah and it's a huge step up but it's also done pretty much the same and people are like what yeah this is Um but an interesting connection that this movie has to Sky Captain is they're all, the majority of the actors were all shot separately mm-hmm. that's so right when Sky Captain it's like Angelina Jolie is in a scene with like 400 background yeah and then like Jude Law and Gwyneth Paltrow no it's not Gwyneth, Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow. Paltrow it is yeah. it is yeah, yeah and in reality it's jude law gwyneth paltrow and then angelina jolie on like a month later and then like four extras multiplied 400 times yeah Mm -hmm. um and on this one especially for the end uh for the kind of end climax where everyone's coming back together all the people from the old movies Mm though they're they're all shot like months apart yeah yeah yeah, and um for even a lot of the movie because of conflicting schedules like ricardo Montabon came in first yeah uh and they shot his stuff mm-hmm. and then i think he had a slight overlap with juni but still a lot of Junie's stuff with him is also shot separately yeah mm-hmm. and then it's just basically just juni uh daryl Sabera like yeah. alone and then sometimes with uh, other kids
2: and and it's not even like okay uh a single on juni is shot then and then a single on antonio bandera's like a different time it like half the time they're in the same shot yeah like comped together <laughs> yeah. but just shot like so far apart and like some of the people i think were shot before script was fully made like i'm pretty sure antonio because he was so early on in the on shoot, broadway or something yeah, yeah exactly um that he just had to stand there and like nod or like make looks because Robert Rodriguez is like, man, fuck if I know what you're supposed to say here. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is the only time I can get you. Then we'll make it work. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thrive under, yeah, under yeah, stress, yeah. Dad. More, more complications. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> you, <laughs> the world is ending around you. Huge ape, massive uh, Goliaths are taking over Washington. All right. Uh, Antonio, just stare and raise an eyebrow. <laughs> mm, that's all you have to do. <laughs> yeah, that's super true. Um, And i'm curious how it affects the acting i like rodriguez is like i actually think it helps because you can just focus on your performance but uh like the actors are especially kid actors are dealing with so much not only like acting alone or acting to like someone who who's not even there yet and then also being like okay i'm on the moon Mm -hmm. uh there's like there's massive robots fighting yeah how like how am I, am I supposed to do this also you have all these like if you watch the behind the scenes footage mm-hmm. yeah it's this like is the stuntman ricardo Montvan up to his neck like covered in like a green blanket yeah and then juni on a wire like hanging beside him mm-hmm. and then just like two guys in complete green onesies just like moving <laughs> Junie up and down on, yeah. on a string and you're like this Why is we? like one of the wildest sets i bet for a kid to film in
3: yeah especially not having the uh the knowledge like kids now are privileged with like child actors are now privileged with the knowledge of what's come before yeah like, oh this is all standard practice and yeah. everyone else on the crew has the privilege of being like yeah you worked on spy kids 3d like that was
0: like fucking 15 years ago
3: yeah i know how to do this on jungle book yeah or whatever. And,
0: and there's such like there's such uh outlines like you, yeah you, like and you know how to get people there so like uh you know as a director how to be like okay this is like a little animatic yeah. of where <laughs> the animation is this is you in the animatic uh so you know that like that the dinosaur is too that's right, right. Back I'd,
3: then, I don't think they had that. Three no, viz. I, no, actually,
2: oh, they. The only reason this movie looks as good as it does is because they did actually. Really, he he set up like on in that little studio, a little four by three projection area. They had a three D projector, uh, that because of the camera system they used, which is... uh, I just have it written down here. I think we're hopping right into a Nick,
0: a into... Nick Carlin special. Yeah, oh, that's good. A oh, Nick shoot. Carlin I, special. I, I, I was gonna call
3: it fucking nerd minute. Oh, a nerd minute with Nick Carlin. <laughs> yeah,
2: man, I also forget what I was talking no. about it again. No, I'm oh, the camera system. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm kidding. yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's called Real Camera System, and it was made by Cameron and uh, I can't remember his name. But there was another VFX suit that Cameron's worked with like a bunch of times before. Uh, and they essentially designed it for the Titanic documentary um ghosts in the Abyss yes. um and Rodriguez heard about that got that exact rig cuz it was so custom it was these two like Sony Cinecams f the HDC F950s uh and that were like stripped apart to their bare minimum so the lenses could be like Right next to each perfectly other. Perfectly oh, next to each my other. God. And and then so then that was filmed. But since it was just two cameras, they were able to then just put cords that would connect to the projector and then the projector would interlace them to be three D. As well as um oh sorry, cameras went to a computer that actually made the previs... And which went to the 3D projector, and they could see it with 3D glasses on set. That's um, crazy. The It was originally, like, the plan was to fully design every environment beforehand and have it ready to go so you would, like, Just see almost it, perfectly. Like, you know, in playback, you would watch it, and you could almost see it perfectly. In reality, that's fucking insane because, you know, they did it in eight months. So, like, the VFX suit, um, Chris Olivia, um was just like hey the best we can give you are really rough shapes of the area and just basically like like pngs of the like the objects <laughs> and will's
3: laughing because i think you're thinking like this is just robber you guys just wanting to shoot in and out so as fast the as possible
2: and just like you <laughs> this know that's gonna make my life easier had the like effects of of troublemaker studios being like no, and just it's like the whole setup's really impressive and like it really was in a way of like this could totally work but like you really did did need an extra year beforehand to do the animatics like to yeah. the t and it was yeah. like a
0: like a shoot for the moon and the worst is you'll land amongst the stars yeah. like it, it was like do try to go for this perfect thing in production and yeah. then like always it does not happen but like in the grand scheme of things that probably moved that technology to do that forward by so much. It's
2: yeah, it's yeah. completely insane. Like when I was looking all this up, I I found it in like this, like history of 3d movies, PDF online. <laughs> and they're discussing how like the incredible, <laughs> like uh, they, it, it was a, a good, like, pa- like two or three paragraphs of like spy kids, 3d wow. brought a lot of like, you know, I mean, obviously James Cameron, and his uh his VFX suit were the ones who created this yes. thing. But the fact that uh Rodriguez was able to do it uh with this kind of budget and yeah. for like this level of movie really like gave hope to the rest of for the industry. Sure. So it's not like okay, well fucking Cameron and Lucas can just jerk each other off and do this the whole time and the rest of us normal people are <laughs> Yeah can't deal.
3: And I think again like that, that that's sort of do you think it's a little bit of James Cameron because he's famous for saying like Avatar came out in 2010, but he want, he had the idea for it in the 80s or the 90s. He wanted to do it way sooner, but mm-hmm. he decided to do it in 2010 because um, the technology was finally at a point where he could do it properly. Though, and in, in his vision, do you think that was a little bit of James Cameron being like, "Yeah, you, you here? We designed these cameras for for Titanic. Yeah, we'll do some modifications for your 3D kids movie. Mm-hmm. You test this out for me, mm-hmm. and I, I'm going to see if the technology is there yet." Because you see. Um, you you see like uh behind the scenes for avatar mm-hmm. and it's sort of the same what uh workflow that you're that you're describing mm-hmm. is like he has uh 3d rigged models of um you know like the the navi uh like birds I forgot their names but like the mm-hmm. the pterodactyl bird things and he has 3b th- and, and he has he's wearing like a 3d rig and I remember uh having Uh, real time playback. I think it was like Unreal Engine or I don't know if that was invented back then. But he had he had real time I think it was. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So he had real time playback of what uh what he how he was moving the models, what that would look like in the three D system and he was Mm -hmm. watching that while he was playing that and he said it's like playing with model airplanes again as a kid. And I remember I remember seeing that and being like, Whoa, that's crazy. Technology's at a point now where you can record with an actor with a virtual camera mm-hmm. and and play it back in real time you know planet of the apes as well it's like you can record a, a cg performance mm-hmm. and then watch it on the day sort of with with um like previs uh visuals and stuff like that so yeah it's interesting maybe Rod- rodriguez playing around with that the same workflow but but shittier technology because of 2003 mm-hmm. and 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 sort of again like beta testing it for james cameron james I... cameron's kind of thinking to himself uh... you know like wow this is the my technology my ideas are sort of coming to fruition and rodriguez mm-hmm. is the perfect director to sort of movie maker to almost yeah, like a helpless. palpatine figure
2: almost like a palpatine and anakin figure <laughs> I, yes. I, think, I think that's a, <laughs> a a really good point I, I think you're probably right because even though cameron already shot a movie with it it was a documentary so it was it didn't have this whole like like setup that you're talking about it was just like we gotta go in location with this ridiculous rig yeah we could only do so much he's like let's give it to someone who's actually in studio where eventually i want to be in a controlled environment yeah that is fascinating and he's like okay first thing learned don't do it in eight months yeah that's my (laughs) that's the first thing i got from that experiment yeah that is
3: fascinating yeah so the 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 technology, the the whole thing about the lenses and the sensors being like removed and stripped down mm-hmm. and, and being fed into a like a real time uh,
2: monitor, mm-hmm. that was all done for the documentary for Titanic. Uh, y- uh, it wasn't the documentary for Titanic. It was a documentary that was like based around them trying to go and dive down oh, into I, right. It, it like. It was released in two thousand and three. Yeah, totally not related to the oh, movie okay. at all. But it's it's such it's so insane because you're like, oh, the a documentary by Titanic, like so about the from movie? the filmmaker mm-hmm. who made Titanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I
3: remember. I know. I know. I see what you're saying. And and yeah, you're like
0: it's called Ghosts of the Abyss. Is it a sequel to, to the, the Abyss? Abyss? <laughs> also directed by James oh, Terry. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, nothing. It's, no, 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 no.
3: it's not a sequel to the Titanic. it's not a sequel to the Abyss.
2: Dude, the fucking JCU is nuts. <laughs> All the
3: timelines. <laughs> the JCU.
2: He has a he has a multiverse of madness. Yeah. Sure. He does, absolutely.
0: Um so Um, is there anything else about the tech that you'd like to get to? Before I interrupt it with a will happy meal moment.
2: I would um, say yeah. there's a bit more i think i'll be able to squeeze it in so happy meal
3: i would say to cap that sort of segment off mm-hmm. i think um what i'm hearing we we talk we talked we beat this dead horse uh to a pulp to a bloody pink mul- pulp oh it's graphic. like a mulch um but uh we you know we talk a lot about uh george lucas and 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 like the star wars prequels and how they relate to these prequels and i think it's interesting that um i think it was a necessary step it was like a learning curve Mm -hmm. like it was a necessary step to take this digital cinema in in early 2000s and try to push the boundaries and and seek out what we can and can't do with it i think the thing that suffered most from the prequels of star wars Mm -hmm. and uh the the spy kids three is filming actors separately from one another yeah uh trying to comp them in together um And make like a final product that, that looks, that's, that visually looks cohesive, but, but, um, like there's kind of an absence of soul or heart or creativity in the Mm -hmm. performances.
0: You're literally removing the human factor, like the human traction factor from movies.
3: Absolutely. And I think, I think the prequels, not so much, but, but there is the there is that absence of soul and heart, and mm-hmm. I think I think that's the biggest complaint I have with Spy Kids three is that yeah. is that that human factor the human factor that was so important for one and two, has completely been removed, and it's like an uncat, it's watching like an uncanny valley of performance. Mm-hmm. It's like I feel so removed from there's a dissonance. They're all together in this in the frame, but I don't feel any warmth from any of these yes. characters. These yeah. actors are not performing at all and uh yeah that's what kind of falls apart for me for visual effects wise yeah. and um and like story and performance wise I feel like it sort of falls apart for me that way but mm-hmm. absolutely a necessary step for you know for cinema in in, in general because i feel like it was a mistake but it was like a it was a good mistake to take this you know yeah. like rodriguez i admire his his ability to sort of shoot for the the stars. Shoot mm-hmm. for the stars shoot, and, and for
2: the moon. And fall
3: forward. That's yeah. right. That's right.
0: <laughs> yeah. G- jump at a target. And, <laughs> and a rocket and a- rock it into the moon. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. I think um, Daryl S- Sabara and Vanessa Vega and all the actors are doing the best they can. For sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but you really do see that the performances that actually connect with you in this movie are the ones between uh, Junie and the grandfather when in behind-the-scenes footage you know that they're in the same place. Yeah, for sure. And you're like, okay, yeah, like that moment when the grandfather kneels down and is talking to Junie right after the race being like... uh, I forget what he says, but, like, you, it, it is, like, a, the, the emotional moment of the movie that you can connect with. For you, sure. Yeah,
2: like, when we leave this place and I'm not this, like, physically this tall, tat, uh, tall statured person, remember, that is who I am, actually. Yeah. 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 And yeah. And you, this and is who I am. And yeah. you can
0: feel the warmth in those scenes. totally. Mm-hmm. And you're not, like, and you're not aware of it before watching the movie that they oh those were the only ones where they're in person
2: absolutely against each other yeah that scene is so out. jarring in so many ways I know. <laughs> because it's it, there's warmth between actors it's like it's a really like interesting like thought piece for sure. that he's discussing there yeah Right after you saw George Clooney turn into <laughs> <To> Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> or oh, wait, no, I think that is that after. That is after. That is after. Never mind. Okay. But you do but see another insanity, great uh, twist right before. Yeah, that. absolutely. <laughs> Just...
3: uh, it's in. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, um, sorry, not to keep going, but yeah, yeah, like uh, I feel like those standout moments, like this movie is 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 uh, it's like riddled, riddled with uh, like standout moments like that that are like heartwarming. And it's probably because are the only scenes that were shot with two actors at the yeah. same time. And you're like, it's, definitely it's
0: jarring that there's chemistry. Yeah. That, that's exactly <laughs> it. like
2: any other movie. You're like, oh, this feels good. You're like, Oh, what? Like, yeah. Why am I feeling human? Yeah. 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 That's um, exactly It's like it. in the middle of a McDonald's meal and you have an actual good meal. And then you're like, Oh fuck. That's what it is. Speaking of McDonald's. will Yeah. What, what were you going to say about McDonald's?
0: Smooth transition.
2: <laughs> uh, the only way
0: to get a good transition is by calling it out, guys. As uh, smooth as a McFlurry. Let's get <laughs> chunky. Oh wait. Uh,
3: chunky smooth as the ice cream that
2: made of potatoes. So- <laughs> as smooth as the bun that just can never physically go yeah. bad. Yeah, that's right. Big <laughs> double.
0: <laughs> um, smooth as my bowel movements right after <laughs> <laughs> whatever I eat. <laughs> a that's McDonald's Happy let's Meal to a uh, Happy Meal moment.
2: I'm screaming and I have my hands on the wall. <laughs> Dana just blew out the mics.
0: <laughs> Why are you, dude? You have a Gary giggle, giggle. Yeah, uh,
3: <laughs> you <laughs> That's
0: have that real laugh. <laughs> um. All right. So honestly, I'm curious. On, it. I, I kind of want to talk about this just for a moment because the Happy Meal is kind of in, uh, invocative of, of, of this. Is it kind of feels pushed out? Oh, completely. Um, is So it was a six-figure set. It feels pushed out eh? (laughs) edge, just like, (laughs) just like, uh, the figures of Carmen and Junie, and then four others. Each of them comes with kind of a three D pair of glasses and their own three D comic book. Um, None of them look like the designs in the movie. They kind of have this like weird clear translucent armor, Mm -hmm. and underneath you see like a weird skeleton of (laughs) of color, um, of like a like a leotard oh no (laughs) um and they all have like weird kind of goggles instead of the actual 3d glasses that they end up wearing in the movie Mm -hmm. i think it's based off like pre-designs i think so it
3: probably was rodriguez's sketches Mm -hmm. that he that he gave he handed off to the mcdonald's toy district yeah and then
0: later found out oh we can't do invisible armor oh yeah yeah, never mind we can't do that um but yeah it kind of has like a little bit of a catron feeling Mm -hmm. yeah totally um But then I was looking around, and I was like, oh, there's not a lot of, like, merch for this movie. If you look at the Spy Kids toys online, all of them came out for the first and second one. Mm, And it almost seemed like Dimension and a lot of the people behind this movie saw it and were like, oh... We don't want to back this one as much as possible because there's n- there's barely any toys. There's the Happy Meals. There's only these, and they're less impressive than uh, than uh, Island of Lost Dreams. Those ones are actually pretty impressive compared to these. And um, and there's like no Christmas like th- there's <laughs> no Christmas gear. There's no uh, kind of like merch that that was made. It's kind of interesting.
2: I if if I had to make a guess, I feel like it might be more from. The insanity of the shoot schedule mm. that it wasn't that they saw it earlier and were like, oh, fuck this. We don't want to support it. Yeah. It's just he literally didn't have it ready until the day. I mean, you know, uh, there's so a trivia bit on IMDb about how uh, in the first level in the frog scene that the movie in a lot of the theater screenings, they had to put in uh, an animatic for that scene. Cause it because it wasn't finished because yeah uh, one of the smaller studios a troublemaker vfx like got to do that scene uh just totally like screwed the pooch and didn't have it ready and back then it was
0: film so like you had to ship it and to then get yeah to i get, think to get printed on and so a they were like, print we won't have it in time oh yeah and so oh, then how they had to use animatics created by in-house animators oh, my for God. the theater yeah how and then later on dvd they switched it out kind of like how cats was like yeah <laughs> oh we're still doing alterations while the movie's um, in theaters oh, jesus but
2: yeah the reason i brought that up though um is i i just think there's just no time for merchandise there's no time for any of it uh and that's a good point and probably rodriguez and the team was just like there's no point in like bleeding this big yep. like we got to." put out what we can put out we got to get that mcdonald's sponsorship and then we're just going to move on after the yeah, movie that, that's, that's interesting
0: right. i was really disappointed i wanted like mm-hmm. i was looking around and i was like hey i want lunchboxes this seems like the I perfect
2: want... movie for that because it, it, it does seem like a kind of sellout yeah. in yeah. certain ways it's, it's most
3: it's its most merchandisable
0: most
2: yeah kind of toys uh, 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 but it's, it's so big yeah yeah and I
3: so s- many set it's
0: it's it's like an amusement park right it's exactly. like ride after ride i gotta say uh one of the cool things that i found guys is you can get uh it's the lunchbox that Junie has on his arm in the first movie that he knocks those guys out <laughs> with. That's to him. You get that inside. It comes with like, I think like a pair of binoculars. Uh, it comes with a uh, level one clearance badge. Holy mm-hmm. shit! It means you can do more than order the president around. Because is level this T, too is this think.
3: a toy like a Toys R Us toy?
0: I believe so. And then and then it also comes it comes with some other stuff. But one of the big things comes with an, a machete elastic wonder
3: that's fucked up
0: you can do anything with you that you can do anything with that that's so a lot of power that has 999 uses
3: so probably it, what they yeah they, they didn't make enough of these because they couldn't print out enough level one clearance badges well or, yeah that's because then you, you have to wear the president around. Yeah, you can't get that out to anyone yeah you can't
2: also trejo was like hey i'm still going through the patent yeah that so like you gotta stop well he just finished the patent after they made like only like a hundred units that's And it's right. like, yeah shut the fuck down it's true uh <laughs> that, that wasn't that wasn't that that wasn't machete making that statement that was Danny Trejo in the yeah. movie. My invention,
0: no. Danny Trejo does do a, a Boston Dynamics-like <laughs> company
2: <of laughs> creating weapons for the military. That's right. I'd love to see he would. Trejo Dynamics yeah. and like okay. <laughs> see robots doing. Yeah. Uh, the film was
0: made for a budget of thirty-eight million dollars, just like three million more than the last movie, and I think six more than the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, uh the film first came out July 25th 2003 only eight months after the second one's release yeah that's an insane nuts. turnaround um especially with the majority of it that's anim- like that's had to be rendered it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy
2: none of this and this wasn't done at all like, you know, like Lord of the Rings or whatever, where they're releasing a movie a year, and they shot it all in the span of, what, like five years or something that's, like yeah. that? It's it, This is like, we shoot the movie, we edit the movie, we vis-effects the movie, we release the movie, we shoot the movie. We, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just bam, 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 It's like Groundhog Day Yeah, of it is of the Spy Kids of trilogy. Spy Kids.
0: Yeah, I wonder how these kids, like, I wonder, I'd like to know if their memory was affected because i know when i go from show to show to show (laughs) i block years yeah that's right if i do that for for a year that one year will not exist in my brain yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. um and they're children so i wonder if that affected it uh it earned 33 million dollars on its opening weekend which is the highest of the entire franchise and it ran in theaters from july of 2003 to february of 2004 holy shit holy fuck and it earned a worldwide box office of a hundred and ninety-seven million. So he made he made uh, he made his bed
2: with it, this. It, yes. It did that at the same time as Return of the King is in the theaters. Wow! Holy, f-
0: that's insane! Imagine that's- that theater hop. You buy a ticket <laughs> for, hey, for
2: gotcha. Spy Kids,
3: three D, and Return of the King double feature. Oh. I would.
2: I'd love for that to be. You know, sometimes you're. Uh, in a in a theater and it's kind of a quieter, more subtle scene, and then you hear the sounds of a of th- the next theater. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to be in Richard Really? Yeah.
0: You're yeah. <laughs> you the Elijah Wood? Yeah. <laughs> How'd
3: you get here, Elijah?
0: You're in the other movie. Oh Elijah. I
2: didn't make that connection.
0: Oh uh, man, I'm just gonna say Two thousand three has some really great releases. Yeah, there's some bangers. Kill Bill, Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one, Return of the King. Old school? Holy shit. You could catch an old you could do a triple feature with old school. (laughs) That's fun. (laughs) Old boy, the original old boy, also came out. That's a good year.
2: Um You said old school before Old Boy. (laughs) <laughs> on the list.
3: i love how old boy like probably wouldn't be in the same theater as all these movies do i imagine cineplex wasn't playing korean cinema. cinema in 2003
0: i imagine there's one theater just perfectly made for will osland where they're just doing they serve chocolate caramel corn with twix chunks in it and they do and they do old school old boy feature, double features there's like
3: seven year old you where oh boy where am i oh boy old boy oh yeah. boy old boy <laughs> at old school um you've been here the whole time <laughs> Just my the,
0: oh my the shining for willow <laughs> yeah. uh the film was released via uh h uh vhs and dvd on february 24th 2004 so 20 days after it left theaters <laughs> it came out back on dvd, on DVD. <laughs> I mean, what a great month! That's um, great. You get two discs uh, when you got the DVD. One had a solely 3D version, uh, where you could not turn off the 3D, <laughs> and it came with a, a, a four uh, four glasses, so a family pack. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of fucked up. Yeah, what now. if you
3: had a f- uh, your family, my family?
0: I mean, my my older siblings didn't give a fuck about this movie, but. It would have been a problem if we did. Yeah. Yeah, because my brother probably would have worn two, and I would have gotten none. <laughs> let, let me
2: tell you, as an only kid, not only did I wear two, my parents also didn't want to watch it with me. So I would wear all four of them by the myself. <laughs> it was in 16D. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you and could see through your wall. <laughs> it, would, it would it would really help with catching my tears of being alone as an only child. Oh. Uh, yeah, why are these... Uh, <laughs> Nick, <laughs> your dad comes home. Yeah. Why are there four soggy
3: cardboard...
0: 3d glasses on your floor <laughs> you don't appreciate what you got you know yeah. until you hear until you about ate. only child childhoods <laughs> um but there's yeah. also a 2d version just yeah. called spy kids 3 game over they left out the d on that one uh and that was available on the on the second <laughs> disc
2: <laughs> that's just an interesting phrase go ahead you leave out sans the d. d sans d sans <laughs> 3d sans,
0: sans d Spike is Spike is Three Sans D. Game over. Game over. Yeah. Uh can't wait for this podcast to be game over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, guys. Uh should we just hop into our uh favorite moments of the film after revisiting as Let's an adult?
3: Fucking do it.
0: I mean, I'm unless you guys got one be in the opening titles. <laughs> Mine's gotta be the troublemaker logo. I mean, what's Peppino doing this week?
2: I, I will before that, the Dimension logo like bending forward. This is the pretty only. cool. This is the only
0: time that I ever thought, maybe someone's gonna have one right before me.
2: Oh, I mean,
3: I don't know if you remember, but Spy Kids two, I I mentioned that the, the Dimension logo looked pretty sick.
0: God damn it! Yeah. I guess we're doing, logo segment here now. <laughs> uh, I also there's an interesting theme of like purple smoke
3: yeah <laughs> in this film
0: where like it's with the dimension logo and then it comes back just for the credits and there's never really purple smoke at all
3: i feel like he had a plan to incorporate most of it oh nick carlin <laughs> actually... shot smoke out of the audience fun
2: fact about the amount of like purple in this movie rodriguez was like one of his like main color motifs that he likes to use in like a lot of his movies is he likes to use reds and oranges yeah for sure that is one of the only colors that doesn't come across like uh, very oh, well with the, the glasses, glasses. <laughs> so he he said he had to lean more into the he, he said he had to learn to like purples <laughs>
3: very was? interesting i was going <laughs> to ask yeah. you during your segment yeah. um what the the color cuz it was it wasn't the 3d that we know now mm-hmm. the luxury um, of 3d now but it's red and blue 3d mm-hmm. did that yeah how did that affect the the color at all or
2: the the, the palette well, I, they, they actually, uh, from what I was reading, they shot it in a way that it was supposed to go like in the best situation again, right? Or you yeah. shooting for the stars, you would have the IMAX, uh, like non, uh, colored ones. Um, like they had the gray, like normal ones that we use now back then. Um, but mostly only for IMAX or the big, right. The big shows um so eventually they just had to realize like hey if we want to hit you know we're going to get our uh, money hundreds, back hundreds of theaters and accessible and not have to waste all our money on these glasses we just have to go the color so they have and, to kind of
3: settle on the
2: yeah and, and the visifex soup actually did mention he's like yeah colors kind of sucked a bit more uh but he's like but i mean that's just that's the way how that. the hell would we get this made with theaters that don't have that technology for sure be.
0: late uh lady jade also mentioned uh mm. while well watching it she went to go see us in theaters, mm-hmm. and she remembered this being, it's a kid's movie. It's not a full 3D movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh. like, so they they would yeah. have flashing oh. things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flashing things at the bottom of the screen that said, put on glasses your 3D glasses now. now. Yeah,
2: it, they'd have that. And I think at the beginning, too, they it, like there's a thing. Oh, you know what? At the very beginning of the film, uh, there's a little segment, I think, near the ads where Floop would give you a brief on this is how 3D works. And one of the things uh he would say would be that like whenever you see the characters put on glasses, that's when you gotta do it too. Uh,
0: Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Alan Mm. Cummings best performance. Absolutely.
2: Was the the three D instructional
3: he fucking gave it. We got to We got to hit
2: up Criterion because I think that's lost. I think time. it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's the lost criterion. the time. And Criterion's yeah. the one who can find the old scratch DVD yeah. in someone's boot and just <laughs> just revamp. Yeah. Costa Rica. <laughs> and just the restoration
3: then... process for the 3D glasses instruction video by Alan Cumming.
2: Just
0: a coveted. Yeah. Coveted Scorsese's of there. It... He's like, I don't know how, how we're going to save this. One. I was going to say it's in Scorsese. the Scorsese World
2: Cinema Facts. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's <laughs> the guy who only owns it. Yeah. No he's the last guy
3: to own it. Yeah. I think I have a print of it somewhere. He comes into
2: the Criterion like studios, like hands are shaking (laughs) in a Manila envelope. He's like, my precious. (laughs) Uh, I just, yeah, Pepino. Yeah, what's uh, Pepino doing? Little boy
0: from the Troublemaker logo. He uh, (laughs) Spanish (laughs) for cucumber. Don't know why. Um, I'm just gonna say, like, it starts out in nice, glorious 2003 animation, (laughs) Mm -hmm. preparing you for the rest of the film. Uh, And he's in his chair. Hits a button, turns to a rocket chair, mm-hmm. foreshadowing the grandpa's great climax. Mm. Um, and he just sh- rockets around the screen, goes yeah. through the troublemaker logo. <laughs> a lot of fun. This is the one that I kind of remember. Yeah. Mm. That got me psyched on uh, my love for. The was troublemaker that in 3D? Logos. Do you think? Was that? I believe it was because I, th- I think shit flies out at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they also have all the kind of building blocks forming behind it oh yeah yeah um, That yeah. you later see uh later on in the movie and i For think sure. some of those fly at you or past you makes mm-hmm. sense yeah um but overall great great logo oh yeah yeah terrific logo. i, I, I was a big fan of this one yeah um yeah then uh, my next one is uh juni uh with his hard-boiled detective kind of moment
3: yeah, I kind of liked how noir, it opened up and all the colors were muted. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this looks different. kind of like it. Yeah, kind of like it better than the stark orange and red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the crayon. Other the crayon.
0: <laughs> Aesthetic of the first one. Yeah,
3: I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it starts out, he's uh, he's like a hard, Junie's like a hard-boiled
2: detective. It's like a noir thing. Just I a like, jaded man. Interesting, yeah. yeah. Uh how did he get kicked out? Like how or what? He what, left, well, right? What caused him to leave? I think Lose the same. He was responsible movie.
3: for the for the transmooker. He 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 gave it. He he. So the uh, the giggles kid, Gary, Gary giggles. Gary giggles and from the uh, from Spy Kids two had the transmooker, but Junie was like, hey, that was mine. I I'm supposed to have that, and mm-hmm. he beat him up and took it from him. But then the bad guys got it from there. Mm-hmm. So is Junie's um irresponsibility mm. that almost uh, like
0: a dark night uh rises moment that's where right he realizes he can't be the hero yeah
3: i'm not uh, yeah it, my own ego got in the way of the mission yeah i also what I stand like, for
2: at the end of the second one uh gregorio becomes the oss head so then he's like yeah, oh good, right. g- good job kid you're still off yeah you're yeah too <laughs> bad but but
3: at the end of Spike It's 2 juni says i am retiring from being a spy i don't you want to see be a oh i forgot that i think it's okay. that i think he I saw
0: the fault in the system mm. uh that that most systems of power uh become corrupt <laughs> mm-hmm. and he saw Donegan giggles yeah uh and he was like oh i can't be a part of this mm. um there is no truth and justice uh it is all uh it's 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 all a, a moral gray zone yeah and i will provide justice in my own form i'm
2: sure that's the exact words that went through his yeah. head this seven-year-old child talking he's a about, spy kid he's yeah. a smart guy but yeah it would be funny would if be, yeah.
3: antonio banderas was just like you're still rules is rules sorry man you're still out <laughs>
2: Like, and rules can actually not be rules by my call yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're out you're still out you know yeah. I... you hacked
0: the system you're fucking out of yeah here.
2: might i say um
3: i think it's just the lighting and the studio lighting mm-hmm. but uh juni
0: for the opening i was like kids looking a little jaundice <laughs> yeah i mean he's going through that 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 pubescent growth where your body just looks weird. Yeah. And And it's uh, it's trying to catch up the vitamins in your body. You don't have enough of them.
3: Yeah, he has a deficiency of... Because he looks pretty healthy as a kid, and it's it's one and two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This movie, I'm like, it's probably the lighting and the weird studio and the green uh, spill onto his skin, making him look uh, like a sickly child. But I was like, the whole movie, I'm like, this kid's not looking great.
2: I hope he's all right. He's kind of like the mid-transformation or the anamorph like, yeah, he's yeah. Like the middle chapter one. Chapter books between yeah. the beautiful like, creature and the normal child. He's a little. He's like he's he's like one or two steps in. That's like ooh. It we've might all also, been there.
0: It <laughs> might also be the toll of three movies back to back. That might <laughs> destroying be destroying this childhood. Oh Jesus Christ! Robert wants to
2: do one more. It you might be the fact that coming. he does not have time off between oh, blockbusters. Jesus oh, and Christ. he did all of his stunts for this movie, which I have to think he's he makes it sound like I did all my stunts, and I'm like. Rodriguez didn't have a, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a, a stunt double. Stunts, yeah. So well, the thing he, is, like, sorry, go. He, yeah, he said he was doing like, like three or four hours a day of like, working out to like. <laughs> Be able to do these flips in these crazy rigs and wow! <laughs> so like I yeah probably pretty exhausted. This yeah, kid's probably like, exhausted is what doing I was wire
3: seen. work. Yeah, not in school at all. Oh my god.
0: Um. Yeah.
2: Does anyone have uh Nick? Do you have a favorite? Rodriguez was definitely one of his extra roles. You know, his 13th unspoken role was he was supposed to be the teacher for the kids on set. He oh, was, I'll take
0: that. That. that yeah. He was
2: like, I can have another
0: one. Fuck it. <laughs> We're doing PE. Get back on set. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, do you have uh, what's 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 your next uh what's your favorite moment or next favorite moment?
2: Um, probably the next one for me would be uh when they, I I, I think the whole like getting into the game and the especially the first level, pretty rough uh with the the frogs and stuff doesn't look that great. Yeah, the pogo land. Pogo land. Pogo uh, toads. I I did enjoy the 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 robot fight just because even though you know one of the main critiques of the movie we're saying is the like the physical comedy and aspect of it was lacking I did feel like there was a little bit there with the two big robots fighting just like it felt more like instead of like shot to shot of yeah. these two different assets fighting yeah instead it was a lot of wides That's a right. lot of like these two things interacting that because they're both cg things now the animators are like okay we don't have to match to shit mm-hmm. like we just have to match these kids on top of it we can actually have these things interact and like yeah. produce you know another one of those like there's a bit of sincerity in this for thing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah this
0: is the rocket rebels uh or rebel rockets uh Colesim is like my, I think that's one of my favorite parts of this entire Me movie. Me too. Like, yeah, yeah
3: that, that mech suit fight was pretty cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a
0: huge fan of Pacific Rim. I yeah. think this movie actually jump-started my love for massive robots fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember as a kid, this thing like caught my imagination because I was like, oh my God, that would be so cool. Um, I also got to point out something. My favorite actor right now, Glenn Powell. Uh, there's a young Glenn Powell in this
2: scene. Is that the instructor kid? Who's... Yes. <laughs> Glenn Powell, what's he in now? What?
0: Dude, he's in my favorite fucking movie. Everybody wants some. The the days in which yeah sequel. yeah which which, which he's character? the guy with the mustache. I mean Are they you, they all have mustache. That was he's him. The long guy. That was him. Yep. He's in a great movie I believe called Sandcastles on Netflix uh, with Nicholas Holt about Afghanistan or Iraq I forget. And then he's also in the upcoming Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> he's a good actor. Nice. Dude, he's. The I liked shit. him and
3: everybody wants him. He was like the he was the kind of the mentor figure in that movie. Was
0: um. Yeah, uh, it's hard to say. Or is he he's, the cool guy? He's kind of the cool ass who
3: who gets pissed off for getting
0: beaten in, yes. in ping pong. He's that guy. He's that guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's he's good. I think he's the guy who said who gives the, the, the average dick speech. Yeah, yeah. About how yeah. So
3: Link later saw him in Spy Kids 3D. Yeah. And was like that's my guy. Oh my god! Because he's a boyhood guy, right? He's yeah. Like, yeah. like
0: scouting out early, you know. Yeah. And uh, I just want to say, you know, he's a <laughs> yeah, like, he's a groomer. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I was just gonna say <laughs> just <heard> the <laughs> phrasing in that. He's a child actor in this movie, so he's yeah. doing some kid acting. Yeah, but uh, it's just nice. It's just nice <laughs> to see where he came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And then also, uh, I love uh, how Junie. You know, he can't beat Demetria in a fight because mm-hmm. she's too good, and so he he outthinks her. And he uh, runs around the Coliseum and dizzies her out. I yeah. love that. It's the same principle that he learned. Hey,
3: like the second movie, these characters evolve. That they use this the what they learned from the last movie. They're not just a restart, refresh, mm. different
0: character. Oh, the same problems. They're different characters. They've evolved. There's growth. I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, is, mm. this is like for Junie's character. Now he's like jaded uh he's a little stoic yeah um he like can't really trust people Mm -hmm. um
3: there is a continuity there's like an emotional continuity throughout these this trilogy
0: and i guess the crummy kind of like the crummy thing about this movie is this is a junior movie yeah. and not a sibling movie. Yeah. Uh, totally. Yeah. It almost feels like a spin-off like a uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Uh, from That's a great. Yeah. Um, Carmen
2: just got shafted this movie. Yeah, and she you know yeah.
0: she she has a, a great introduction shot. She's got a great hero moment, but uh you know it's way more Juni's movie movie. Yeah. And it kind of means that like you kind of feel like the franchise is from his perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but all of his relationships in this movie, like the things that his relationships are strained through and dealing with are way more like mature problems. For sure. Like, mm-hmm. uh, your relationship with your grandfather is way more mature than your relationship with your, your sister or your parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then his relationship with Demetria has, some like really powerful moments in it. And you're even dealing with like more, uh, like, weird kind of existential questions. Esoteric,
2: like what, what, uh, what makes you human yeah like <laughs>
3: again that's rodriguez sort of sprinkling in these these um these actually like grim or or mature themes mm-hmm. and moments in like such a bonkers goofy movie yeah like you have the the whole idea of ricardo montalban being a grandpa with who doesn't have the use of his legs but mm. but wants people to re- see him as this is this mad this man full of majesty and experience and wisdom and he is strong Mm -hmm. and then you have the whole uh moment where demetria realizes that she's a program yes and and uh carmen and junie put their their hand they they put their hands they wave their hands through her and they they um what's that called when you go through something phase yeah she she phase they phase her Mm -hmm. and she phases and she flickers and it's like, and she looks at her hands and she's like, oh my God, what am, what actually am I? And like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm just like a, a pawn in the toy,
0: toy maker's game in his domain. Which is so different from the yeah. first movie, but like you still get those weird, yeah, higher thoughts added mm-hmm. into yeah. kids' movies of being like, hey, I'm going to talk to you on, and I'm going to introduce ideas to you on a mature level. That's right.
2: Yeah. Because he doesn't, is, he doesn't really like, like. Delve too far into them. no, because because yeah. it, it it as interesting as that would be, it totally fuck up the movie. Like, yeah. yeah, like yeah. where's this going? So it's it, it up. Yeah, I think it's done well. Kind of what you're saying. Like yeah.
3: another moment like that is um when when Junie's uh sort of battling, he's dueling with Arnold, mm-hmm. I believe, uh, mm-hmm. with those gladiator like uh, electro sticks, staffs mm-hmm. uh, on those platforms, and uh, Toy Maker sort of says. Uh, he says, like, okay, who's the strongest character? Or who's the strongest um, player? And who's mm-hmm. the best, best player? Yeah. And they go, yeah, well, that's me and that's me. And then he pits them to, against each other. Mm-hmm. And that they have a moment where Arnold says, hey, sorry, Junie, I have a family to think of, too. I have my own problems. And he's, like, ready to kill Junie. He's ready to fight Junie to the death. And mm-hmm. it's like, you have the, this introspective, interesting conflict, and it's like, oh, yeah, shit. Arnold has his own fucked up backstory with with a family that he needs to provide for because he's like incredibly poor and Mm -hmm. underprivileged and it's like arnold it's not just junies i feel like that's rodriguez being like we all have problems like we all come from from uh from you know this isn't just like a your world isn't just uh your story like we're all in this together like we Mm -hmm. all come from different backgrounds with with our own problems. Arnold's here in this game trying to earn money for his family. Mm-hmm. Junie's trying to save his sister. It's like, which one? How do you weigh those against each other? And I think
0: that's even like a theme in the movie. For sure, is where uh, Emily Ozmet. C- comes in as, as a gertie just that's right again just delivering a great performance. I <laughs> she's so good. I think I just like her from uh Han- the Hannah Montana show when I was a kid. <laughs> but uh <laughs> Oh she's, she's the friend. Yeah she's oh! she's a fantastic comedic actor. Oh, yeah. Um but, she's really good. But uh but yeah. also
2: fu- sister of Haley Joel Osman.
0: Is she? Oh my god. King really? baby
2: face? Yeah. No way. that's crazy.
0: <laughs> Haley Joel Osment. He's funny too. He's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but, yeah, uh, sorry, back to the theme is that she is like, hey, just remember, treat everyone, like, you treat your family the best. We're all but family. But just remember, we're all family. We're all family. And mm-hmm. that's kind of a big thing is, like, we all have these problems, so look yeah. out for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's a good theme because I, like, a big returning theme on this podcast is movies that are like, hey, you're not alone in this world. Totally. Like, kids – The way you grow up, and I don't know if it's just from being, like, the youngest kid, but, like, you kind of have, like, a self-centered view of the world. Yeah. And so many kids' movies, which is a really great lesson, and it's great when, like, I think it's a really important one to teach kids, is, like, hey, you're not alone in this world, Mm -hmm. and you can't make everything about you. That's right. And that's kind of what I feel like that's what
2: that's about. Yeah, reach outside of your own bubble meanwhile Mm. every other kids movie is the exact opposite of that of you're the special you're special you can be whatever you want that's why
3: fucking fuck everyone
2: and and you'll just get friends along the way they'll just follow they'll help you yeah Yeah. it isn't a like working relationship that you have to be as shitty as you want this movie
0: is taking that of being like oh you are the one like he's like, like i'm not though yeah and it's like you're set up as the chosen one cuz you're the protagonist and mm. he's like I'm not but
3: I'm not though mm-hmm. and then and then the grandpa was like just he's like what do I do you know like they think I'm the fucking guy mm-hmm. and he's like don't worry
0: and then cool. everyone follows him yeah and Not because he's the one but because they all have their their own core need to to like finish the game That's mm-hmm. interesting yeah. and uh but it but it, it easily could be like no they follow you cuz you're the protagonist that's why Yeah um yeah, my next one would be. Uh, we talked about the mega race. I just really, I thought that was I, mega race was love sick. it. That, that's I my that favorite. My, yeah, yeah. yeah. Junie coming in first on the hot cap. I was like, fuck, that's a great move. It was, was great,
2: real good, and. Honestly, the only sequence I think in the movie where the green screen was good, mm-hmm. like I it agree. was it was actually solid, just like the way they integrated the characters into these things. I agree. And, and the
3: motion, um, the camera movement was yeah, a bit more I, dynamic. It wasn't just static shots, which is the primarily the whole movie is just mm-hmm. kind of sort of this weird static
2: shot or it's um like done in post. Yeah. Movement. I, I definitely feels like this one might have been Troublemaker themselves doing it, or oh. or maybe one of the like, or or I, I guess uh, pro- actually no, definitely not Troublemaker. I think they were more animatics. Yeah. Uh I think it was probably Hybrid Studios, which is like the head VFX team that was taken care of. Okay, the and I think they were the best at it because everyone else was kind of like smaller studios that jumped on. Yeah, the I was most like, time was spent on this one. I think so. It sure feels like it to me.
0: Um. Yeah, it's like a huge centerpiece of mm-hmm. the movie, and it's and it is. It's so enthralling. I also yeah. got some. Uh, I wrote down child death race because uh, I kind of got those <laughs> yeah, vibes totally. And I also write good pod racing vibes. Yeah, yeah
2: you pod got racing. Some, you got
0: some mean. Now this is pod racing. <laughs> Will said
3: as he was watching this.
2: <laughs> it's working. It's working. Oh. Also something that's <laughs> so jacked when I think
0: about that. I love pod racing, <laughs> man. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I like the guy who goes, uh
2: <clears throat> What the
0: and his
3: pod
2: racer <laughs> blows up. Yeah. Jedi um, you. This like, this scene and and the the mech battle before Another thing I really like about this movie, and it makes sense that I like this now, is I'm like, I'm a huge anime fan, and there's so much of this movie that is very anime. Yeah, and you're gonna love Speed Racer. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I've I've been told it countless times. I need to watch (laughs) it. I have a movie
0: for you, Nick Carlin. You just pulled the biggest dink winky (laughs) (laughs) line read. Holy shit, dig winky in this movie. Yes, Just batting a th- Bill Paxton is batting a thousand in this movie. I love it. Brings in little Dink also. <laughs> dude. Oh, oh man. Um yeah, do you guys have one uh one after, Nick? Um
2: I honestly, those are the two main ones. Mm-hmm. And and I again with the whole anime idea, love the last the whole team comes in yeah. each with their own moment their own little intro no it's, um it, does anyone have anything before that i do uh yeah.
0: juni and demetria's relationship i just i remember as a kid it being like uh when when, when he gives up his 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 uh health pack to her mm-hmm. yeah i mean like okay like huh, you know whatever and then when she then sacrifices herself and takes his place is sort of a... in the one on one death match. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that is like, I that's that's really like that's 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 good for a kid.
3: Which is interesting that she the reveal is that she's a program. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a certain level of like we can't let Juni lose because he needs to be the one that unlocks the Toy
0: Master. I love how he Toy Maker. Yes. Yeah, I love. Sorry, that that's actually even like in the plot of the movie right. is mm-hmm. is yeah. Um, I also love how he gets down to one and then they fucking hit him again and you're like, Junie is dead. 0. 0.5. It goes down to 0.5. Oh. Too- <laughs> I, I, I didn't know it does oh, that. Oh, okay.
2: Oh, sweet. The <laughs> amount of, in this movie of like, also there's this, at last second to yeah, like yeah. prevent some, like a yeah, death for or sure. like. <laughs> for sure.
3: Yeah, the rules of this movie. Yeah, like, very loose. Yeah. So Fast and loose, this each, movie.
0: Each of your health points, you start it with 10. Nine. Nine. They're not all death. It's like you can you can get hit? You can get hit and lose three, but you don't it's not like a death. Mm-hmm. How's that I don't know if that works.
3: Oh, I was gonna say, uh, I have it written down. The best uh use of that sort of visual motif of like the lives going mm-hmm. down and like echoing on the digital scale they have in their chest. Yeah. Uh, was when the um I forgot his name, but, like, the kind of the cool guy of the bunch. Yeah. Oh, uh, Rex. Rex? Rez. Or Dez? Rez. 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 Yeah. Um, when he falls out of his car, it sort of, like, echoes it, 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 each bump on the ground yeah. that he mm. does. Like, he's doing, like, flips on the Very gl- Scott pilgrim Very yeah. Scott pilgrim yeah. like it, It's, like, minus three, minus four, minus mm-hmm. – or, I get the other – Five, four, three, and then he
2: like lands, and, and, then I, and that's then what I, made
0: me think yeah, of it. It's yeah, cool. like, what is the math here? It's a good
2: design though, mm-hmm. just to show. I, yeah. I, th- I think there's some level of like how severe the hits are. But then there was one point where someone gets hit with a bat and then loses three. Like, what the fuck? What, what that's was an issue? What was the fucking velocity of that bat <laughs> yeah. to like kill someone three times? As <laughs> fast as a car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. I think. Uh, for my next one, if no one has anything before this, I'm just gonna hop right to the best cameo oh, uh, yeah. award because I think we're going. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, the only cameo in this movie I can, if I can tell, is uh,
2: well, kind of the whole ending scene is a cameo. That's all but, but I know what you mean. Yeah, Elijah Wood as yeah. the guy. That is hilarious. It is it's really good. That was a great yeah.
3: gag. Uh-huh. I think perfect casting. That was casting. fucking hilarious.
0: Uh, perfect casting. It's much it's like Barry. I... Sorry, go.
2: I was just really curious of your perspective because I oh, that was definitely yes. one of the ones that I remembered clearly and was like I remembered it was Elijah Wood, so I was Well, as never yeah, as a person who's
3: never seen this before, I think was he on the was he on the poster, Elijah Wood? Was he on the poster no. for this movie? I don't know. I, I knew I somehow so. that he was in this movie based on maybe some marketing mm-hmm. or maybe you guys talking about it mm. and mentioning Elijah Woods in this movie. He's, uh, not, he's on not on the poster. Okay. Shit. So I, for some reason but maybe for some weird reason, yeah, I, Ralph I, is on the poster. <laughs> Ralph is barely Ralph, in this movie. Dude, Ralph is at the end. He's the last yeah. friend. Yeah, of he this literally movie. gets to the last. <laughs> uh so uh yeah, when Elijah Wood showed up, I was like, "Oh, sick. He's going to be the guy, mm-hmm. but also he's going to be the big bad guy." I was mm-hmm. like, there's going to be a twist where Elijah Wood is the guy, but he's also the guy controlling the toy maker and we're going to mm-hmm. learn that the toy Sylvester Stallone is just like a creation of Elijah Wood, who's this oh. weird, nerdy programmer in real life, and he's inserted himself in the game. I had this whole idea. I was like, this is the fucking movie. This is the plot. I'm right. Everyone else is wrong. You have
2: the intelligent filmmaker response of like, oh, <laughs> this I, play out? Like, I'm, I'm giving you a benefit of the doubt. This seems like a good way to go. Yeah, with yeah, that. yeah.
3: Elijah Wood walks to the door, just gets fucking <laughs> killed. <laughs> and I was like, that is very funny. Yeah, I <laughs> love it. That is a very funny... I was laughing out loud. I, was,
0: I, I, I mean lady jade had the exact same thing of we thought he was throughout the entire movie like really yeah, yeah. i we oh both you remember remembered him it that way consistent through the entire movie i think we replaced him with res yeah in, oh in, yeah in, in, in her heads That's but fair. i love it's like drew barrymore being cast in the opening scene of scream we're like ah oh, this guy's too big to fail yeah yeah uh, he just came off lord of the rings
2: oops
0: and then uh and then yeah they, I guess, they worked. Uh, Rodriguez and Elijah Wood worked together on the faculty, and that's how they kind of met. Oh, okay. Great performance in the faculty. Great movie. Um, and then I love just how inspirational the speech is. Yeah. That's and then right. the fact that like, Rodriguez, is taking the Deus Ex Machina cliche, and just like subverting it completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just so just to open a door. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Instead of like the Deus Ex Machina to save door. the day, it's just. Oh, the door's locked. I'm opening. <laughs> Quick yeah.
2: little plot like continuation, and then S- gone. Such a f- Very one funny. of the
0: funniest jokes of the entire franchise.
3: Yeah, and the, the guy happens to have like a hundred lives or something. And he's like the best gamer ever. Uh-huh. It's so
0: good that it starts at 99, and you're like, oh, so he's not de-. like another. He's not, he's de- not dead. Uh, <laughs> he can't oh. die. And, oh, then, and then point 0.5.
2: <laughs> and then it, it goes down to zero. I would love that they do that to be like, no, see, like, that is an actual <laughs> thing that happens in this universe of like going down to point 0.5. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, they're just like <laughs> reaffirming. They're like,
3: no, no, to be clear, you can go back down to point 0.5. Yeah, and they only this, do it twice. They so only it's, twice. it's
2: not even a returning joke.
0: Oh, <laughs> but it's sakes. so funny. Yeah. I, it's one of my favorite cameos, I think, in just like he, pop culture. He, he
3: appears, and there's just like this he's bathed in light and there's silver armor Silver armor, and it's so
2: like, it's, it's just like
3: Gandalf, the white coming. Yeah. yeah. And so... it's so,
2: it's literally like when return of the King is being released that year. So it's just <laughs> so smart of a call from Rodriguez to be yeah. like, yo, I, I think, I think, um, Elijah Wood literally got the Lord of the Rings call on the faculty. If I, wow. Oh, or it, it was like right before they yeah. started filming, I think. So <laughs> he's
0: terrific in that movie. I like, gotta watch, I gotta watch the faculty. Jay, it's such a fun, uh, Like alien takeover movie, yeah, uh, in a high school. But then it does like it's the trouble. It's the Robert Rodriguez touch. uh, We're gonna go off my what I think is right versus what movies think is right. That's cool. He's a little troublemaker. Yeah, yeah, it's it's troublemaker. Um, How funny
3: would it be uh, if Gandalf the White comes back and he's bathed in light and there's talking about a wizard in this dude? They hey, talking about a wizard. Gandalf comes out, you know. Two Towers, he's like, I don't know, I'm not Gandalf the Grey, I'm Gandalf the White. And they're like, oh my god, it's you, uh, we missed you, and then just a fucking arrow... (laughs) shoots fung. him in the head <laughs> the tree ant takes one step too many <laughs> <laughs> oh, no 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 <laughs> or, or, it has like
2: he gets shot with an arrow and he's like oh well luckily there's a wizard i got a couple spells on <laughs> fung, 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 yeah. And just, like, like oh fuck the last sure, one really surely you, you're all right gandalf you'll be all right a wizard cannot die just coughs up <laughs> blood blood all over his robe
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't you have some elven bread Surely
3: Shadowfax's blood will bring you back to life as he did Aragorn.
2: Oh, put pressure on the wound. Oh, yes. Fly,
3: you fool. Fly, you fly. just stand there. Help me. My,
2: the ears of the
0: audience are bleeding. Sorry. <laughs>
3: All right, guys. Let's cut that part. Let's get back to okay, it. Okay, so speaking of wizards.
0: <laughs> oh, so we have to keep that now. We can't cut it because of that transition. All right, not speaking of wizards. Oh. Um, <laughs> All right, so, yeah. Um, my 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 next one, I don't know if you guys have anything before it, but just the Grandpa Junie scene. Um, we kind of discussed a little earlier, but it made me think about how in 2003, they're really pushing the idea of video games are nice, but it's not the real world. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And in 2020, there's been a lot of examples since then, and now it's kind of like that world becomes better and larger and more ingrained with, Reality. Mm-hmm. There's a couple movies like uh, Jumanji 2 and uh, the episode of Black Mirror Striking Vipers where they actually kind of offer it as a better alternative. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm wondering if this movie was made today, if the grandfather would return to the real world. I was or ready if, for that. Or if the movie would be like, hey, uh, the virtual reality is just as valid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like um, given, I guess
3: the era as well, like two thousand three. But um, I feel like it's like definitely Rodriguez sort of commenting on like like there's no substitute for family for family. Mm-hmm. There isn't like there's no substitute. Oh great, the grandpa's in like a computer now. Yeah. How the fuck is he gonna like visit kids and what if someone's got a wife? He's got a wife. He's got a dude. daughter. And also it's like validating Ricardo Ricardo Montalban's sort of philosophy of like like I may be in a wheelchair but that's not how I feel mm-hmm. and that's not who I am and I'm so much more than my you know quote unquote disability yeah. physical uh, this, this disability
0: this doesn't like yeah this doesn't restrain who I yeah, am Yeah this isn't yeah. really a
3: disability this is just a a visual Like, the only thing I'm worried about is you guys seeing me as a small man in a wheelchair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing I'm worried about. I can still kick ass. I can still face my greatest foe who put me in a wheelchair. And I can still do all the things that a kick ass spy can do. Yeah. Like, all
2: the stuff in here that to you makes sense that I can do because of this body. When you get out there, I can actually still do all this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Without what your preconception of strong is exactly and and he's
0: he saves the day not not being like able-bodied he saves the day not
3: roundhouse kicking sylvester Stallone's
0: fucking face yeah like the end of death proof he like (laughs) he he saves it by like connecting with him and using uh the the strengths that he's developed and that he has the wisdom um which is like who's who's to say if if you beat the shit out of Sylvester Stallone if that yeah. would have actually solved the movie That's or right. he actually gets like the only way to end uh, that like him as a villain would be to uh, like communicate with him as a human For and sure. use your intelligence yeah
4: yeah
0: I mean this movie does have some pretty good ethics mm-hmm. I was
3: gonna say although I think this film is sort of um, I would have liked to see a more. Uh, you have a, you have two strong installments in the mm-hmm. Spy Kids franchise in the in the in the trilogy, with very clear themes and like very, like um, like uh like a clear intention of what Robert Rodriguez wants to tell children
0: and families. And in and this movie, I think yeah, two good examples of what a spy kid movie is. Totally, mm-hmm. like it's like putting out two, James like gold member yeah. and then like uh i don't know like uh you only live twice like two good examples of what a james bond spy movie is this movie puts them out where they're like establishing tropes clichés yeah, and things to expect and then they make this movie and, mm-hmm. i would I, for
3: the amount of passion that robert rodriguez has for the story and how to how to make it and also the amount of time that this story has been like swimming in Robert's Rodriguez's brain because mm-hmm. he conceptualized this movie even before Spy Kids two. Yes. So for the amount of time that he's thought about this idea of kids entering a video game and having to save their sister or whatever, mm-hmm. I feel like it's just not all the way thematically and morally. Like it's not totally cohesive and it doesn't. Mm. It's not as clear and concise as the other two movies. Mm thematically like you have sort of you're playing with i think the biggest theme is sort of like um who you are in in the virtual world isn't necessarily who you are in real life and you can be either more than you are in real life or you mm-hmm. can or you can you know you can be less or you can be evil or whatever but i think like uh like i mean there is <laughs> there is a scene where there's a there's a piece of gum on the floor and hey. junie steps in it. there is gumshoe
0: and that is we all know that you is Gum is a heavily returning uh, motif. Motif. It in is the spy kid. It world. is.
3: I don't know what it means in this one. It's okay.
0: Uh, maybe he's maybe his family is a obstacle in his way and and an annoyance. To an him.
3: annoyance. But at the end of the
0: movie, he picks that gum off his shoe and he eats it. And he eats it. <laughs> yum yum yum.
2: Consumes it. Yum 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 yum. Um, no chewing.
0: Yeah. Do you guys want to start talking about the? Sorry, Dan. No, no. no I was
2: point. just going to
3: say um, this movie is a little bit like it's not as theme heavy as the other two movies, but it is definitely more like, like, uh, action oriented and, and like the, I, what I said, I don't get a warm and fuzzy feeling watching no. this. movie. I get sort of a removed cold feeling from this movie. Mm. And the ending is sort of, it's interesting, but it, it, it falls pretty flat on, on those notes for me just because of the the performances and because of like, you're sitting on a mountain of two gorgeous movies and this is like, I don't know it's just not sitting right. The foundation is there but the but the roof is is, is, is not yeah complete
0: It feels um, I, I I was gonna ask you guys at the end, but I, I think now is a good time because we are entering the third act and uh, yeah, I mean, I think this all speaks to the third act. Yeah. Um, is this a satisfying conclusion to the trilogy?
2: no 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 Not this really. feels
0: like a slapped on snl sketch like it's so much it's so much that original movie that he was working on like its own property mm-hmm. for sure that you can kind of feel like was just kind of graft spy kids was grafted onto it yeah
2: i can't remember if you said it before recording or earlier in the recording but it does definitely feel like the hobbs and shaw of this yes. franchise yeah, it's like of, a spinoff yeah it's like okay th- this this is kind of fun but let's get back to the it,
0: it would be like if they ended the fat, like if they were like F- Fate of the Furious, uh F9, the-, the Saga, the Fast Saga, and then they're like Hobbs and shot 2. That's our last movie. And <laughs> that's then what it like, feels like in the third act, the whole family comes. This isn't like, a
3: ca- oh. It was it was so out of it was so I feel like even kids could have that feeling of like it, you know, it feels like the last Star Wars fucking movie we got, you know what I mean? Mm. Like it's just like at the end of the movie yoda's everyone's back everyone's back obi-wan every everyone throw in every single Mm -hmm. person that the fans like and Mm -hmm. and just slap just compliment Mm -hmm. shoot on a green screen and compliment
0: yeah it seems interesting because you know i'm wondering if there's no need to push it out in eight months like rodriguez kind of i I think at this time was going through something of trying to end trilogies where he he had ended the the the, the el mariachi Mm -hmm. trilogy he was making this movie at the same time and i wonder if he was making that one it was like hey i just want to like end these before the kids get too old that's right and i wonder if this was his idea of like well that's a that would be a good spy kids movie because i'm looking for an ending mm-hmm. and all i have is a hammer and i see a nail <laughs> <Yes>. um. <laughs> but like and then and, and then and he just didn't want because at some point you can't make yeah. the spy kids movie like when Junie's thirteen or like fourteen and Carmen's sixteen, eh, good. You could it would be a spy teens movie, but mm-hmm. I don't care. I mean, I would love a spy. Te- I, I kind of wish that they did save that time and make it like four years later. Yeah, um, me and too. really put a lot of work into it. Me too. But there's something that I like that these movies come out 02, and o three. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a little
3: bit of Rodriguez being like, my kids are getting older. That and might be- I need this movie for them. Mm-hmm. i'm no. gonna stay away from my kids with her, with their mom <laughs> for three well, years well, it's straight fu- it's funny it's like in the first two movies you get that self-insert character for rodriguez is probably antonio banderas yeah, and yeah. first movie he's like Hey, i'm still cool the second movie he's like
2: my kids don't want to spend time with me he's they like
3: just, i'm still here i'm still here pay attention to me and in this movie it's like absent yeah <laughs> he's like he's like
2: i'm on broadway baby yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> <He> just... <laughs> yeah
0: Antonio Banderas is the equivalent to a phone
2: call in this in movie. In this movie.
0: Um, I don't know if you guys have this, but my next one that I want to talk about is the Antonio Banderas scene.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's great. I this
0: mean, is... I love how they bring back Antonio Banderas' <laughs> <bread>. weird fascination. <laughs> like creating brains. And you don't know what the fifth brain, like why he's fascinated with it, but it's something from the first what movie. What the fourth? <laughs> where, yeah, yeah, the fourth brain, where he's just like, This is his career goal is creating the fifth brain. Mm -hmm. And then just at a moment's notice, if his kids need help, (laughs) just destroys everything just to go
3: help his kids. I love that moment. (laughs) Yeah, it's really fun. It's so over the, the ending is like from a different planet. Yeah. It's like so over the top. It feels like in like high school when you had to hand in an assignment and you're like, or an essay, when you're writing an essay and you're like, Okay, I got all my shit here. It's four a.m. It's due in three mm-hmm. hours. I need a conclusion. I need a conclusion paragraph. Um, in summation, thus, mm-hmm. uh, Just for, filler words. Yeah. Uh, moreover, furthermore, uh, Antonio Banderas is uh, all an awesome dad. Ingrid is a great mom, and Grandpa is dope. And he can he can save the day by just using his empathy. Yeah. Thus, empathy saves
0: the day. And we're all family. And at we're the all end.
3: family. Yeah. Period.
0: Yep.
3: Sweet. Got my word count. Fucking submit yeah. it. No, you know that's what I mean?
0: exactly what it feels like. Yeah. Is like, oh, like, um, with some rewriting, I can rewrite <laughs> this, 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 this te- the other teen movie into a Spy Kids movie, and yeah. that is just being like, what if we just slap on a third act of giant monkey goliath in washington and every member of spy kids comes back to save it yeah it also literally
3: the floop minion steve Mm. buscemi uh rinky dink yeah dink winky dink winky Bill paxton yeah Yeah.
2: it 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 feels like that it's both that of i just need something to put in here and just tie it all up but it also did feel like that could be an actual like kind of fun, justified ending in the final Spy Kids movie yeah, of yeah. everyone comes together. Yeah. Like, family's Big can sometimes be bigger than just family. Which is cool. And it could be... That ending could be totally justified sans... Uh, Stallone and robots. That's right. Yeah. In a totally any, different movie. Any other movie? Yeah. Like,
0: in, in an actual Spy Kids movie. Yeah. Like.
2: Yeah. You know what? It, you know what? It reminded me.
3: I just thought of this. It reminded me of Anchorman two. <laughs> yes. Yeah! With the fight yeah. where they incorporate yeah. everyone from the first one, and then, uh-huh. like Jim Carrey's in it, and like uh, the Tina is in Kanye it. Kanye West. Kanye is in West is in, it. is in it. MTV News reporting for duty or whatever, and then like Vince Vaughn on a motorcycle comes in, and he's like. Yeah, Luke Wilson's in it.
0: You're like, what? Why? Why Luke oh. Wilson? <laughs> it's yeah, that's exactly that's what that it feels like. Comparison. It's kind of like
3: a hat on a hat on a hat on a hat. It's yeah, really, it's funny, but it but for Rodriguez's the Rodriguez verse, it kind of works as a Spy Kids ending. It yeah, does for any other. And thing. the
0: amount that this movie feels like, I think, uh, one of the things about like the look of this movie and the animation, that can kind of throw a lot of people off. Mm-hmm. I think threw a lot of critics off. But what I kind of like in, is endearing about the Robert Rodriguez aesthetic mm-hmm. is, um, Nick, maybe you can help me with this, mm-hmm. is Pixar, like the Pixar movies that were coming out at this time were like trying to be so respectable yeah. and like trying to be as finished and polished as possible and photoreal, and- mm-hmm. even though they didn't have it at that time. And, um, and, and they were like respected. And this one embraces it and you can tell rodriguez is like trying to make it look as homemade and handmade and much of a family effort as possible i absolutely Mm -hmm. agree i think the,
3: the most endearing part of the whole trilogy is the sort of patchwork like yeah like craftsmanship and the the handmade qualities of it mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think that's what's in pulling in his favor and that's sure. kind of
0: what this third act feels like it's yeah. like hey we're all a family we all got together yeah that's right um yeah i read some of the reviews where they're like this feels like something um <laughs> like uh was made at a family reunion in a garage <laughs> i mean and it's it,
3: not far off of what yeah
2: but <laughs> is that so bad is that so yeah, bad yeah,
0: and it's like you. it's a good vibe yeah um The movie doesn't have a good vibe, but... No, uh, (laughs) uh,
2: but I, I feel like that just, like, totally goes with what I was saying at the beginning of, like, I don't think... This is definitely the worst movie of the three, but honestly, it does hit, like... Even though the other two went, like, in a way better way than i expected and i really enjoyed them for that being way better than i anticipated this movie was like this is exactly what i thought all the other ones were so i it it is also doing it fairly well at least for me
0: i'm excited to see where this movie lands in our wrap-up episode Mm. oh yeah um i'm excited to see like i i i if this one was as good like if this one was flat out bad, I would know where this is going to land. Mm-hmm. This one's kind of ambiguous. If that it didn't way. have yeah. super big heights. Yeah. yeah. Like our, our best cameo section. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen there. Yeah. Cause this thing mm-hmm. could take it. Yeah. Like in, um, and so I'm, I'm actually kind of excited to see where this one comes out. Yeah. And in our rankings of the tr- trilogy, um, but yeah, so I like I'm kind of excited. This is like a weird movie. It is such yeah. a s-
3: bizarre. What I was gonna say, we haven't really talked about what do you think of Sylvester Stallone as the Oh yeah, the we toy really. Maker? Okay.
0: Um I <laughs> it's For, fucking weird, right? First yeah. of all, Jade was like, he can do other voices than the Stallone. Voice. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the
3: most free we've seen Stallone. Yeah. Cause Stallone in real life is Stallone in movies. Like yeah. he's like, I
0: I can't fucking
3: like I feel like if I told him like,
0: "Hey, can you pretend to be a hippie?" Or You'd like, be "Hey, like, be uh,
3: Like the most vulnerable I've ever seen him is in like Creed two yes. or Creed one, where he's it's, like, like, like dying. He's actually like a good actor yeah. in that movie. Yeah. And I'm like, kind of well, "What wanna... about
0: Balboa? Where he has, dimension. or he has that
3: that yeah that 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 also is like the most vulnerable we've seen him." I feel like I just want to like level with him and be like, "Hey man, be vulnerable with me." And he's I I feel like if I said that to him, he'd be mm-hmm. like uh uh, because he's like a dad right he's like an Mm. old italian
0: dad well he's a grandfather now he's a grandfather now being like hey man like we we all really liked you in the first rocky because you had that emotion yeah you weren't just some weird hardened 80s dude Yeah, you're not hey bro you're not you're not rambo hey like sorry to break it to you you ain't john rambo yeah okay we all loved we all loved you because you could reach those emotional peaks that's right and then at some point it's almost like andrew dice clay where, like... That's, he, where, he played himself. Where that was, like, a character that he performed. Yes. And then at some point... Because he'd perform, like, all these other characters. And then at some point he was, like... This is the one that makes me money.
2: Yeah. What you gonna fucking do? Yeah. No,
3: no, dude. Stallone is the Dice Man. Yeah. They're the same character.
0: And he was like, "People love Rocky. People love uh, love Rambo. I'm just gonna be these guys in mm-hmm. forever now. Yeah. That's his me now. But so I'm yeah, actually it's, an actor. It's, on a hilarious whole set. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's hilarious that
3: Jade mentioned that. Yeah. It's hilarious that Jade mentioned that because it's like, wait, you can also be, you're playing like four different versions of yourself, mm-hmm. and it's like. You can be, like, a weird hippie and do a different
0: voice? What yeah. the fuck? And he's also playing it. Like, I'd love to see... I don't know how long his scenes were shot over, but I'd love to see the, like, the days of just him alone on set. <laughs> yeah. Acting
2: to himself. <gasps> yeah. He, where, he said in some behind-the-scenes, like, little interview snippets I saw where he was just like, yeah, I was really just flying by the, the buckle of my pant. Like, it's just... It's, I was just going along with what Rodriguez had to say, and it it, it was magical. That's or so like funny. Like something really like, it's like, oh, okay, so he's not really a fan. Oh, and he's yeah. like, I kind of liked it. His, <laughs> his kids
0: love yeah, that's right. the franchise. And so when he first got the call, he was like, I think you want Michael Keaton. Like, this is not a Stallone role.
2: Right, Because yeah. he
0: thinks he's that cool. Yeah. Um, And then he told his kids, and the kids like fucking flipped out and so i think that's why he's giving such like a i think that's why you get the stallone performance you get because
3: it's for his kids he knows it's for his oh my kids. god my heart i know that's so that's what cool. i mean oh. i don't hate stallone i think he's i think he's a really interesting character that we're gonna probably dissect later
0: on in, he's a in very humanity. interesting character i he does get uh writing credit on almost every movie that he is a part of i don't know oh, if, if he still right. gets it but even uh even the novelize, even the novel that I think I think it's Cliffhanger, or is it Cobra, is based on. Yeah, he was like, you know, you're gonna sell more copies of that book if it says it was written by Sylvester Stallone. <gasps> and they do that. No, <laughs> the author is like, are you fucking Cobra? kidding me? Cobra, have you seen Cobra? No, I really want it. Cobra is a fucking crazy movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, but... the original basis for uh, Beverly Hills
2: Cop. That's that's right.
3: Um, um. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um. But no, he is a fascinating character. That's what right. do you think of his performance? I I think it's hilarious. Uh. I think it fits right into the series, but it also feels like you're inviting, like the jock to play with. Yes. Dun- mm. Dungeons and Dragons with you. It's kind of like, well, I mean, yeah. That's that's sort of what we're going for. And he's like, and you know what? It feels like in a uh, Twenty One Jump Street when Channing Tatum's hanging out with the science mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. It's like he doesn't quite fit a Rodriguez joint. But he does sort of, and he's, yeah. the performance that he's giving isn't completely out of place. It's not great, but, I mean, none of the performances are, like, great. It's no. a yeah. kid's movie. So I think he was a pretty compelling villain. And I he, liked, I liked. they didn't have to do it, and they kept it. I like how they have, he has, like, three personality, mm-hmm. three, three inner vo- monologue voices that, that are manifested as a hippie um a military general and a scientist yeah and he like argues with all three of them i think that's a really funny idea and i think it works i think that's the most compelling part of the villain yeah yeah none of the other motivations or any any of his technical abilities i don't buy i don't think no yeah (laughs) i don't buy them at all but the three versions of himself and them arguing and bickering i'm like that's funny that's compelling Mm -hmm. to me i like that
0: part of it yeah and you can also tell like the performance is like well, a fucking dork sounds like this. Uh, and then he does, like, well, a hippie, those fucking yeah, freeloaders was, sound like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then, oh, like a fascist sounds like that. Like, yeah, yeah. It is kind of a, a bit more of a cartoony performance. It's, just, yeah, it is.
2: It has this, like, kind of, it's both great and also a detriment to the movie, of like, it's both great. And I, I also found those scenes really funny. And I loved seeing him do that as well. Just, uh, like, stallone as an actor seeing this yeah weird side to him like you guys are saying but i think it also then all just like adds on top of the whole like uh th- like the heart that we say this movie is missing from the other ones yeah it doesn't help that the villain never talks to anyone but himself oh, like absolutely. He, there's no way for him to have there's even if they had all the time in the world. If they kept this bit, he would just be talking to himself the whole time. So again, you'd be missing that kind of like, you know, like some of the best parts about Floop and Minion were them kind of riffing off of each yeah. other and, and going
3: interacting with the parents and yeah. interacting with the Spy Kids.
0: Well, I think that's mm-hmm. what they tried. Like, I think that's what the idea was, mm-hmm. and then it just didn't really come out like in the wash. Was I can I can imagine you'd be like, okay, we're gonna have like a dynamic relationship, yeah, yeah. and really kind of just feels like you have those like two. Uh, those two hecklers in in the Muppets. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It kind of just feels like you have like a gallery watching him. Totally. Um, and
2: they can be funny, but then it also adds to the like, okay, this yeah. is yeah, yeah. still Sand Soul. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would like other people here. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like,
3: yeah, I feel like, you know, we never got, we never got that, that feeling of, you know, the same feeling of the end of Spy Kids 1 where you have the whole family unit together in Incredibles one style, all in poses, and the spike, the robot spy kids marching in front of them, and then you got Floop and Minion, or no, you got Minion laughing at them, and you got Floop around the control unit, mm-hmm. um, trying to shut uh, shut off the kids mm-hmm. programming, and you have the general, and he's like ready to see them kick ass, it's just like the perfect, and then like- Machete come in. You don't mm-hmm. have that like and the music is swelling the, and it's like, like
0: orchestration exactly
3: yeah. we never got that moment in this in the third one In the second one you kind of have that in the third one you don't you, There's there's never that feeling again
2: yeah second yeah. one's like an and like you kind of third you have nothing there's yeah definitely no there's like m- the closest is when the family is doing the pose all stacked on top of each other, yeah. <laughs> each scaled up a bit, so <laughs> you can yeah. see each other. They're all and, shot at with different, with totally times and composited spaces. in, yeah. And
0: then like Ricardo is lit completely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, I also liked how they all had <laughs> Junie had the had the the expensive pair of yeah. 3D glasses. <laughs> the and then they all just have the like theater brand, White. yeah, uh, like printed on glasses. Yeah. Um, you guys want to get to the uh, the categories? Yeah, let's do it best gadget not really many uh i think that's one of the things when i was talking about they set up such expectations for what a spy kid movie is mm-hmm. this movie has no gadgets there's, there's no n- spying
3: there's no machete machete uh like gadget introduction yeah, which
0: i was really missing that yeah i got i got one from this <laughs> all right i i have upgraded ralph okay rocket shoes but i'm not counting those no mm, yeah what's yours
2: Bill Paxton comes flying in on an umbrella, which then, you know, the perfect combo of what you need. You need to be able to fly, and then you need to be able to brand Dinky into the butt of a gorilla. That is true, actually. The Dinky
3: brand, the flaming hot um, steel dinky yeah.
0: yeah what does he use that for outside of <laughs> yeah. <this>? branding
3: kids <laughs> and, and also it, was, parks. it wasn't oh, even you in the pool <laughs> well also he runs um that island now yeah with uh oh, steve bushevy so maybe yeah. he brands the oh no animals. Yeah.
2: but yeah it, like it isn't only like he uses it the, like he gets on the back of the the gorilla monster yeah. i mean the the robot monster and he's like little dinky and little dinky's like i know what this is i know what time this is yeah, so yeah, this yeah. is not d- day one i've seen, one. This. I've seen
3: yeah. this i've seen you do this before and you ask me for help <laughs> yeah yeah
0: little dink bill paxton's actual son oh
3: yeah, yeah? I, f- I, yeah. Figured, Aww, that's I figured i
0: figured he would have brought him along um all right uh also, lord Farquaad award
2: you just said it
0: i just got little dink that's little how dink little is the only dink. one i
2: i the only one that i knew either yeah like a penis
0: i mean i think oh, that's what fuck. They
2: yeah 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 that's what i
0: got nick i got yeah that's what they meant oh yeah um i can't believe you didn't know that
2: oh <laughs> <laughs> um that's the podcast <laughs> uh
0: possible drinking games
2: um i got a couple
0: whenever your brain hurts
2: <laughs> yeah, drink when they're supposed to be 3D. That's an obvious one. Oh, <laughs> like, wait, say, what? Yeah, what? But, I, yeah. I, I have to say, I, I forgot me. that it was a 3D movie. <laughs> me too. <laughs> what? I,
0: I I have to say this movie, and it's what I hate about this era of movies up yeah. to like Avatar when Avatar didn't do it. Yeah. yeah, but the like blatant screen time dedicated to 3D effects, where it when in 2D you're like, why am I watching? like carmen freddy krueger the screen why am i watching like uh juni whip around a frog for 35 seconds yeah because it's like
3: it's like for the first time in in the trilogy uh they're like spiking the lens yeah and like the the pov of a character they look right in completely into the lens and it's so it's like obviously played for the audience the
0: amount of screws bolts and springs that That shower you is yeah and purple
2: smoke and And definitely the same screws and bolts like i I know, I swear to God that the they're like four or five times I use it, and at least twice assets are reused, oh no, totally yeah, and like, there's yeah. ones
0: where it doesn't make sense, <laughs> yeah, and you're like they're All in right, the living well, room yeah <laughs> well, no it'll be like <laughs> someone falls down da- like someone falls down, then just springs shoot out yeah like,
2: like I think it was someone got punched and it's coming at like a horizontal angle but and then it, it just it, comes to the camera which is totally like the perpendicular elements, that's to that's right <laughs> yeah
3: i just i just remembered earlier you said uh, the purple smoke um, you were like, "Why was there purple smoke?" And then Nick started saying, "Like, oh, it's because." And then you got excited. Uh, were you gonna say, "Will?" Were you gonna say, "Did they shoot purple smoke in the theater to match?" It's <laughs> exactly no. what I was <laughs> like, like the Terminator Two ride was, at Disneyland. I was
0: thinking it was gonna be like a four D, yeah. like like a William Castle. Like... You
3: got so excited. No, no. Fuck, that is so funny. I wish. We should be filmed this podcast. You you got, as soon as uh, Nick, you said, yeah, well, I know why they use purple smoke. And then you said, oh, is it cause, and then I knew you're like, oh, it's,
2: Will thinks that they shot
3: purple smoke in the fucking Cineplugs.
2: Oh, get fucking called I'm, out here. I'm guilty. I'm, that's ah, guilty I love it. it. I wish they did. Uh, I wish they had.
0: I like the theatrics. What yeah. can I say? I'm the resident nerd. You're the toy maker. <laughs> I'm not
2: going to give you the cool smoke effects. I'm going to tell you about the color not working in certain eyeballs. No, I love
0: that. It's fascinating. It I is fascinating. Sorry. Right. Go. What else? is what Guys, else? I got facts. Okay. George Clooney's scene uh, was shot in one afternoon in his living room yep, uh in a sense. suit jacket, shirt, tie, and pajama bottoms.
3: Makes sense. Hey, okay. how 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 relevant is that to today?
0: It definitely felt like a Zoom-esque thing. Yes, and also I just want to give Clooney some big ups for his perfect Stallone impression. That was
2: great. Yeah. Yeah, that was when terrific.
0: uh when it turns out that he is Stallone. Um What's this? Oh, the suit that uh, Elijah Wood wore, it looks a little short on him. He looks a little cramped into it because it's Junie's suit. Spray paint. That has been spray painted silver and then wrapped with cellophane.
2: (laughs) I I think it was like an original one that uh, they ended up scrapping because they're like, okay, we're going to make them yellow instead of silver. And then that is funny. Yeah. Uh, The other one would be
0: um, because of the height difference between them you know Elijah's a, not not he's a, not, he's not a towering guy he's a hobbit uh they had to uh they had to the child actors had to kneel down and they had to use forced perspective to make him look big which is kind of a fun twist on what he's been used to isn't for the past as two the years as the reverse yeah. of what he's been doing <laughs> on
3: the the fucking lord of the rings yeah you know what you know what's funny about that fact like you could tell by what, by looking at the movie yeah. that they used
0: forced perspective to make him look tall mm-hmm. i also think just going back to his cameo, I think he gives off the best older cool brother older brothers oh, friend vibes. Totally, dude.
2: We were mm. like, oh, I want your approval. So totally. Bad. Yeah, come in here, guys. Let's go for a huddle quick. And, and I mean, they all
3: looked at they all looked up to him. And you hug physically. him just a little
2: too hard. Mm-hmm. And
0: yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's all that I got, guys. Well, it's like Perfect. when your older
3: brother's friend comes over and beats the game for you.
0: Yeah, that's or
3: helps in honestly exactly mm-hmm. what that yeah. is. There yeah, you go.
0: He appears out of nowhere, <laughs> comes out of your brother's room, baked, and it's just and like, I was like
3: hey, "Are you playing Rock Band? Yeah, let me get a hundred percent. Let me yeah. ace this for you." Pretty, pretty good at Tony Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else you got here?
2: Um, um, yeah. I so you know Elijah Wood, best cameo of. Of the movie, I'd say just hands down.
0: Now that you're saying it though, Bill Paxton does. Bill Paxton's uh, really good. Even run for the his show.
2: Selma Hayek, pretty good. The like, uh, G- um, Giggles' wife. Yeah, Giggles' Mrs. wife. Giggles.
0: Can I mention something there? Yeah. A little bit of uh, in in the second one, they they're like, we're not gonna punish you, Giggles. You got to deal with your wife. <laughs> yeah. And then when Selma Hayek when Selma Hayek comes in as Mrs. Giggles to uh, goes up to Donigan and like. The way she nudges him, he flinches so hard. Yeah. He kinda gives some spousal abuse vibes. But
3: but um is it just I mean, no spousal oh, abuse. Whoa. No <laughs> spousal abuse <laughs> is justified. But I'm just saying, Dana. listen, Mike Judge is your husband. Picture this, Mike Judge is your husband. It's okay? it's fantastic. He's like, I'm my king of the hill, uh, my b some butthead. Damn, Willie. Damn. <clears throat> yeah. Then he tries to uh get his hands, his crummy little hands on a transmooker and tries to sell it to to control the world and like puts your kids at you know you have kids together he puts them at in danger
0: I forgot it's not Donegan giggles no it's Mike who's Judge he's taking over the world it's Austin filmmaker Mike yeah, Judge, Judge.
3: Him. <laughs> so you're married to Mike Judge and he he totally shanghais you he he yeah. fucking puts your kids into jeopardy he uh he also kind of brainwashes them to be evil and serve him and mm. then he he gets everyone at at the at the place that you guys both work he gets he gets all he he um puts everyone to sleep and gets magnet men to steal a transmooker device that controls the world.
0: Probably drugs you. Yeah. yeah.
3: Listen, no spousal abuse is justified, but would you not be a bit pissed at him?
0: Okay, my theory is that <laughs> she it's more of like uh like uh f- like hey, you gotta sleep on the couch.
3: That's that's he's in the doghouse. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's in the doghouse.
0: <laughs> Dude. He's in the he's in the doghouse. So bad after trying to take over the world. He's not gonna get laid for like years. I mean, maybe. I mean, I mean, they're I married. Mean, am I right? Yeah. What's the difference? Neither of us are married. I know. Uh, no, I feel like, uh, I feel like, yeah, he's, the, yeah, he's in the doghouse. The same way Minion is still is in the doghouse with the Minions fluke. in the doghouse with flu, dude.
3: He's like, Do you wanna can I have some friends over? I don't know. You try mm-hmm. to take over the world and sell military
0: children to, children go <laughs>
2: yeah. hang out with the thumbs yeah go hang out with the thumbs they're your friends all right guys uh okay. the whole lead up with that uh, oh, Sel- i'm so sorry <laughs> selena gomez is another cameo what she's pretty good any idea where
0: oh wait oh selena, selena gomez, gomez. Yeah, Selen- hold on
2: hold on i
0: know this i don't know it think about her age
2: <laughs> well stop
0: oh I honestly did not mean that in any creepy um, way I recognize everything I say think comes out age. creepy is she a kid in this movie yeah yes.
2: is she a spy kid in this movie no no but uh, off the top uh, during the neo-noir uh, one of his first one of his, the jobs that you see him oh. do is looking at the park the why there's no water in it I think it was yeah And the Ogle Park the, uh, yeah and the the little girl owner is selena gomez. selena gomez that's sweet yeah that's nice can i say uh
0: the kind of like the opening where the water park is missing its water is not like it's 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 obviously like a uh a throwback to chinatown yeah mm-hmm. his duster is like a throwback to uh blade runner, blade blade runner. Blade, blade. he looks yeah. exactly like like blade runner yeah. yeah um but do you think that that's like hey this movie isn't them giving not an action set piece opening. Do you yeah. think that's a setup for the kind of tone of the movie? Yeah. That all the kind of fun from the first movie has been drained from the amusement park.
3: I think so. It's an interesting. Before he said, "Oh, the the case of the missing water, the water park, and and oh, the case of the missing toy, and the case of this," I was like, "Oh, I think Rodriguez is showing." Um, I mean, I this is sort of in my brain just because of like the state that we've been in for a year and a half. But mm-hmm. like, what do you mean? Like he's showing the, uh, <laughs> the the pandemic, Will. Oh. No. Uh, the uh, the um, showing like the empty water park and empty streets and no kids are playing outside. It's like, is Rodriguez commenting on how everyone's sort of living in the virtual space now and not having as much fun in the real world and they're all in a video game now? I like
0: that. Yeah. No, I totally buy that. Is like. To setting the tone of the. I think one mm. of the things is like, yeah, they there's no kids playing yeah the only that's place exactly you see kids are lined up outside the videos the video game yeah ready starting.
3: to go on the vi- ready to be in, in, injected into this game
0: yeah yeah um was there anything to that or did i just cut you off twice nick
2: no it's selena gomez
0: okay uh, <laughs> i forgot that's that's the other cameo <laughs> sorry nick. um yeah she she's good in this um
2: you see her for <laughs> yeah, that, that wasn't the point i was just like yeah she's yeah she's okay <laughs> i was nick. like oh we just did uh, elijah wood we chatted about him for a while. i'm like perfect elijah wood is a great cameo S- Yeah, gomez Hayek was 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 also a like a cameo that i enjoy and then gone and i'm like also selena gomez that's yeah yeah the, yeah yeah nick she was yeah, she was she, good she, she was in it which is interesting because <laughs> we're at the facts part
0: um is Spy Kids 3D Game Over worth
2: revisiting? No. I'd say yes if you're watching the other two and like just want like kind of nonsense for this one. It it, it is kind of sad watching it as a as a triple because it's it is a, a big drop from the other two. Yeah. But I do think there is a kind of like like laugh at this watch it w- revisit it once ever and then never again. It's a fun
0: oddity. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Like
2: like kind of like when you watch a shitty movie on purpose of like this was a good time I was watching with friends I was having a laugh. We're not going to watch this again. Yeah, yet. yeah. Yeah.
0: But there is also some really enjoyable parts. So like if you're mm-hmm. watching with friends it's not a complete wash. Yeah. Like and it's not so laugh out loud it's bad movie like you still Sometimes. get some old well, yeah like yeah and, like the animation has aged in a way that like it is just like what the fuck why did anyone attempt this yeah mm. but there are some really good heights so like it is kind of worth revisit i feel like it's worth revisiting mm. i'd say a fun thing to do yeah would be do the trilogy in one night that's like, pretty that's pretty
3: doable i mean it's only like uh, they're each
0: like 88 minutes it's gonna be like
3: four hours maybe yeah three and a half hours
0: they're less they're less I mean, all but the second one is less than 90 minutes.
2: That's true, yeah.
0: Um, And, uh, you know, when the world was still open. uh, Me and my friends, we used to do, like, uh, trilogies in one night and just drink the entire time. Mm -hmm. And, like, create drinking games for each one. And I think this would be a really fun one to do. To
2: end on. (laughs) Just be
0: plastic. You're you're (laughs) wasted. Maybe the way to ingest this
3: movie is to be a bit drunk. I think so because you gotta be loose you gotta have fun with it
0: yeah what do you think about is Dana is this one worth revisiting
3: no not for not in my opinion but Mm -hmm. I agree with the fact that like if you're looking to cap off a trilogy like this isn't a this doesn't feel like a cap of a trilogy to me Mm -hmm. so it's sort of like it's kind of like pissing in the wind (laughs) (laughs) it's like yeah I don't know it's like you could watch this the only reason why you would watch this movie is to cap off the trilogy
2: but isn't like Pissing in the wind when you're drunk, kind of a fun time. But I was going to – Hey, <laughs> <Not> if, you're, <laughs> if you're drunk and you got to
3: piss and there it's windy, then, hey, live with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is that this is that kind of movie. Live your truth. I wish there was – I wish there were a sequel to Spy Kids 2
0: that we can retcon. And it, uh, I wish there was a sequel. Yeah. You know what? I would say that, –
3: that, that capped off the trilogy in a pr- proper way.
0: Um, I'm curious if Sharkboy and Girl is at all – uh, like a fun one to add on to this even though it's nothing to do with spy kids yeah mm-hmm. we can be heroes is a sequel to shark boy and lava girl right but it might be fun if you're watching this with sincerity to watch we can be heroes instead of this third one or kind of end on that one yeah the next morning when you're hung over yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah um would you show the third this kind would you show this one to a kid in 2021
2: I, I think it'd be kind of fun yeah uh, if it, I, I'd have to do it with 3d glasses yeah you'd have to do with 3d glasses it, it just it they'd get no kicks out of half the things that get kicks out of because yeah. they're like this what is happening I think yeah. it'd still
3: be fun to kids yeah. now um especially I was gonna like especially if if the kids now are so aware of virtual spaces and video games and like they're hyper aware of yeah. the mm. internet so like I feel like if you showed a kid this now they'd be like oh that oh I get this
0: I get I get where they're going with it mm-hmm. and this is kind of fun could watch it. like I wonder if it would just hurt their brain seeing the low res graphics I think they'd be aware of it for sure mm-hmm. man they're all stuck in Fortnite and Minecraft I know everything's so high res um sorry just one last thing too uh Rodriguez's kind of common themes through these movies is um be like uh in in the second one and this one is like be confident on your own Uh, be be self sufficient so that when technology comes you know how to use it and this is kind of like the same theme with this movie Is Mm. like yeah don't uh if you have problems in the real world don't just escape into video games and never and not face your problems because they're going to be there when you take the lessons that you've used them as a learning tool and take the lessons that you've learned in video games yeah. back to the real world mm-hmm. totally um all right guys uh so. does anyone else have anything to say about this movie
2: the uh the bloopers at the end yeah had a great clip with george clooney oh, that, that was good. nice it was and it was it, it honestly almost kind of fell at rodriguez being like a Fuck you want from me? Of like the I think it was the first blooper or like pretty early into the credit scenes and all the bloopers are going and it shows him kind of like you know he's saying the end of his line. And then he and then he starts to starts to get the Stallone thing going, sta- and then breaks it t- and is yeah. just like laughing and he's like, he uh, 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 and then he goes into it starts giggling and he's like I I think I think that might have just ended my career right there. <laughs> that was nice. That was funny. And It's just like it's like rodriguez why would you put that off the top like (laughs) right as the movie ended interesting oh yeah By contract yeah
3: (laughs) i think uh, how sweet was that the very very ending where they show carmen and junie's audition tapes as children in 1999 yeah and then that was side by side what who they are now from the movie yeah with their hero shot yeah Yeah. Yeah. i was like that that is so sweet that's a nice little classic family man rodriguez Yeah. yeah i i definitely Sentimental.
2: i was watching the uh, this last one with my roommates and i was saying to them at the end there i'm like i'm really glad it ended there because it wouldn't have been as cute to see antonio Banderas like a year younger <laughs> yeah the other characters <laughs> yeah yeah or see with him in 99 and look at him now yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. he's
0: just hotter yeah. yeah he just ages like a fine wine <laughs> oh. all one. right um Thank you guys for joining me. Uh, for sure, Dana, Nick, thanks for joining me on this. Thanks trip. for having us. Hell yeah! I've wanted to revisit these films for a really long time, and uh, <laughs> turns out I chose two good spy kids myself. Hey, hey.
2: that's us.
0: <laughs> um, all right, uh, you guys. I ask you every episode. You guys have anything to promote? No. no. Dana, you're a fantastic filmmaker. Oh, thank you. Uh, you're one of my favorite directors. I love <laughs> I love the stuff you make, uh-huh. and I'm always excited to see more stuff, so I'd highly suggest the audience to go check that out. I appreciate it. Uh, Nick, you are a great graphic artist. Uh, you thank do you. do a lot of great uh, visual art and stuff, mm-hmm. and I just want to say thank you so much for doing our cover art.
2: Hell yeah. Uh, my I'm pleasure. Very,
0: I love it. I'm proud of it, and uh, thank you so much. For sure. Um All right, everyone, Uh, if you want to follow the podcast, uh, I think this is a one of our record long podcasts. So thank you for making it to this part. If you want to follow us on social media at at what will we watch podcast on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok. uh, We're doing a lot of fun stuff there and you can see promos. You can also see fun animations we do and uh, edits we do to clips in the show with clips from the movie. Uh, You can also message us there. you could also if you really want to be a good listener and a friend to will review the show on apple podcasts all right have a good week and thank you for joining us uh make sure to return for our spy kids wrap up episode next week all right goodbye everyone nice guys